Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This Week in League, headache for Sam Thiday as he's dropped on his birthday for the second time in his life. Russian ties investigated surrounding Milford's injury as Benji becomes great again. Craig Bellamy's demand for an origin legend to replace Cooper Cronk backfires spectacularly as unidentified human feces appears at Storm HQ. Plus, we look back on all of the action from round 14 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 259 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I must apologise for my voice that may not last the episode because I'm fucking some weird combination of like Ebola and fucking AIDS mutated to a specially virulent strain of man flu. If you need to tap out. We've all been there, fellas. If you need to tap out, (laughs) just, you can go. Is there a dimmer switch in the room? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Well, I'll just put some red cellophane over it and just do fucking three hours on three minutes. Of Moil Hub? Just, there's, <laughs> fuck, fuck this week in league, it's just three hours on three minutes. <laughs> oh, spectacular. There's really not a lot to say about it, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, welcome, of course, to our new listeners. Uh, thanks for stopping by and uh, make sure you give us a shout out if you're, uh, if you're new to the show. And uh, especially if you're just new to Twitter or whatever, we'll get you some uh, some... Brand new rugby league loving internet buddies. Free of charge. It's just what we do. And keep on the Twitter thing. I feel there's a lot of people that dip their toes in the water. Yeah. But keep on there. Whip, you know, whip your phone out when the games are on. We've had some fantastic We've had some fantastic additions this year, though. Fucking mercilessly sledge anyone on your timeline. That has an underscore in their fucking handle. No. Just you know, respect them as your overlords or underlords, as the case may be. I want to dress them in Hessian sacks and paint a yellow underscore on them. Fair enough. Keep them together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a final solution, if you will, <laughs> to the underscore problem that's, that is all over Twitter at the moment. No worries, Cohen. Cohen has with me. Yeah. Cohen has with me. Now, this week on uh, on the mailbag, uh, Hammers at H4MMERZ. Really keen to hear how stepdad's week has been. Anything you want to share? Well, I'll tell you, since the last time we spoke... Yeah. We, or the, you, you and the general populace. You know, us, yeah. as, as we are speaking now. Yep. Um, it's It started off... I was driving home last week. Yeah. Uh, and I decided to go out the back way, up through the lovely suburb of Kalanga. Yeah, nice one. And it was late as fuck. Yeah. 
when I was Did your leaving. car lock itself when you turn on the ignition? <laughs> no. Oh, shit. Live dangerously, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going through Kalanga. Yep. And not many people around. And I see a bloke, you know, in the, the distance. Okay, what are you doing? The only people around at that, that you know, time of the night. On a Wednesday night, like Wednesday. slash Thursday, very early Thursday. Um, yeah. So as I get closer, he looks like he's fucking getting into it with somebody, having okay. an argument in yeah. a big way. Yeah. And then I get a little bit closer, and I make out the silhouette, and there's the, like a slouch hat, and I'm like, fuck, he's arguing with a soldier. So it's one of those Anzac Avenue statues. And, and that, yeah, as I drove that, past, yeah. <laughs> he was going fucking all out yeah. at a bronze Anzac. Oh, so, um, fuck, he could, he, could, he could last a whole week doing that because they are literally <laughs> the entire way from Anzac Avenue kind of starts down there. Yeah, it is cool. All, 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 so. all the way down to the beach at Redcliffe. Yes. I mean, there's stuff everywhere the whole way down. So, so. Um, no, my week was better than that, guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, you, you live by the golden rule and uh, everything's fine. Super Grover 4. Stepdad is obviously still drunk from the grand final. Barbecue shapes kick new pizza shapes ass. Fuck off. It's fucking barbecue shapes. Absolutely factual. Barbecue shapes are not AIDS. They're not actually correct. They're not fucking yeah. Ebola. No. They're not even a fucking hybrid AIDS bowler. They're straight up baked deliciousness. No, like AIDS bowler is yeah. like this. That's about as bad as you get now. Yeah. Barbecue shapes are beyond that. They're an as yet undiscovered virus. That but, the, but if they were virus, they're discovered. No, 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 no. They're in all good supermarkets. No, no, no. They're an as the yet undiscovered oil. virus yep. that somehow makes your saliva have the same pheromone composition as an ovulating female baboon. <laughs> so everywhere you fucking walk, there's the risk of baboons violently fucking Skull your fucking you. Yeah. That's what barbecue shapes are. Well, we've seen everything in life, isn't it? Fucking chicken crimpies. You risk you you, you you take a risk just driving. <laughs> take a risk walking out your front door. <laughs> Don't yawn in Africa. Yes, uh, hammers again said uh, Nate Smith spitting some truths about the shape rankings. Barbecue is life. We fucking this this is going to be an ongoing saga. Believe me. I fucking hope you choke on an octagon shaped biscuit. Oh, but not a fucking footy one. It's like looks like it's actually not like a footy shape. It's actually the shape of a, a doily shape, like a footy. It's just fucking been spiraled past that hard. The, the fucking rotating lines. Special K online uh, said chicken shapes are greater than pizza shapes, then poo, and then barbecue shapes. <laughs> Thank you. So when he says chicken shapes, he means chicken crimpies. Chicken crimpies, you don't yeah. know what they're fucking called. What's, you know, how, how can we fucking take his opinion? He doesn't even know what the biscuit called. It's fucking the chicken crimpies, man. Look, at least no fucker came out with their. He's probably talking about Dixie drumsticks because he's that kind of guy. No, we've we had this discussion. Yeah. And I said, for a degenerate fuck that presses crosswalk buttons with his feet, yeah. Taste and shapes is okay. King Olivius. <laughs> fuck you, cunts! I'm changing my handle. <laughs> Wasn't even about three hundred. That was just a sound comparison. <laughs> he's on Ash once with Levius. And then he comes back after that and says, uh, Levi's sounds weird when you say it now. I got used to how you said it before. So if I remember, I'll have to go to Levi's then. Just got to go for the maximum effect every time. You what did he change it. his name to? He didn't fucking change it after all that. Really? No. Didn't change it. You fucking, like, 
you know, how many good ones are there? You unimaginative dick. <laughs> like, you know, Chevy to the levee. <laughs> it, there's, there's lots out there. Yep. Wally Frogmore. Ha 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 ha. The add a forty forty a Twitter handle line. Twitter handle line though. Yep. That one was a that was a shout out to the peeps on Twitter. Yes. And the people that and the people that picked that one up were richly rewarded. <laughs> 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 and those that didn't, one day, you're going to be there on Twitter and you're going to see shit. And you're going to be like, oh, that's what the fuck he was meaning. It's going to be like this, you know, you know, when someone explains to you fucking, yeah. you know, how Memento lays out <laughs> or something, I don't know. Uh, Alan Paul Walker, latest ep seems chilly, listening to it in a not fucking freezing Barcelona. <laughs> Time for a dip in the sea. And I will say thank oh. you. Thank you, sir. I look forward to sending your membership over to Spain. Is he, is he Sandy? He's not in Ibiza. Really? No. Oh. But he's in Spain. Okay. That's why he speaks like that. He actually tweets like that as well. When's he back? Fucking never. He's pretty much been over there the whole time he's listening to the show. Well, I, think he's, I think he's a pom. Hang on. The meetup. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we're going. Fat Harry Lazy. How is this week's app called Bird Up and not Fleet Fingered Molestate? Molestatron? There were many options. Yes. I felt that Bird Up was so generic, though that led to a disgusting punchline <laughs> that it was more rewarding <laughs> rather than just a quick line. Troy underscore 79. The absolute dribble coming out of Nate's mouth during this ep was next level gronk and Jay sits back and allows it. <laughs> Bring back Glenn. You know what? That's camera fan getting salty out of 40-40 handle, bitch. Well, you know what? That That's just um, forward planning. You know? Yeah. To, to be a good person, like I said, every opportunity I get, I live by the golden rule. And I can't expect you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. That's right. That's right. So your Twitter handle is now Troy underscore seventy nine forty four. The big tiger. I like to see that change by close of business Friday. <laughs> All in favour. I done. Take it in motion carried. The biggest tiger. You're getting on with stepdad, and you start to forget. <laughs> you, you, you start forget. You start to forget why you didn't immediately. Then he says something stupid about a grand final pass. <laughs> Hashtag, you're not my dad. <laughs> we were this close. Yeah. Parjas, 86. All my mates have pulled out of the trip to Bathurst due to the weather. It's now clear to me that I need more mates like Cardi. <laughs> yeah, they'd fucking go to Bathurst with you and then stab you <laughs> once you got there. Or like, you know, a month after you got there. Uh, Cody Girdlestone. Addressed to yourself, it'd be an honour and a privilege to take a bump from you. <laughs> Ash, I want the golden ticket. Ash, oompa loompa dick. I'm not sure where the oompa loompa dick comes from. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a jumping quite, to... that's, a, that's a that's a hurtful allegation. I, I think the joke was that you said take the line, and I said yeah, it wouldn't be much. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... See, see, when when the first thing when I think of oompa loompa is I think of orange and you think of small <laughs> you're probably right it's probably it's probably more small rather than yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it is orange oh, I don't know got some sort of trump fetish yeah that's right Bud Smoko is it still okay to refer to injury prone players as tampon players in for one week out for three Dugan comes to mind sir not only is it okay it's fucking mandatory and then we're talking about where did it come from we certainly didn't invent it. The first time that I ever heard it was uh, somebody, probably an ex-Canberra player, or someone involved in Canberra in the glorious, you know, sort of mid-90s, early to mid-90s year that they had. Yep. 
and they th- that was a, the nickname that they uh, bestowed on Laurie Daly back then, really back go. in the early to mid nineties. Yeah, nice. Uh, so I, I, that's the earliest uh, occurrence that I can think of. Uh, so, yeah. and I guess that's as the game started to get more professional and things like that, where that sort of thing probably, you know, yeah. is a basis for more bants and the, stuff. So these days as well, I think a lot of it's applied to those those players that um, that everyone assumes. Yeah, like you go on forever about how mad I wasn't really. Yeah, exactly. Fucking and, terrible. Yeah, exactly, because he he rarely left the field or missed games. <laughs> this is like he just went down for, for a, you know like a an arm check. Yeah, every sort of you know twenty five minutes. Yeah, so um, he played through it. On, in that boss. same vein, Josh Dugan, I'm, I don't think he is injury prone as much I think as he's he a is. Diamond. I think he's just a penalty milking, like attempted milking little bitch. No, I think he's a fucking opium addict. He's on the green whistle every fucking time. Yeah, like you know, Dallas Johnson had the fucking good sense to at least get knocked out properly. Yeah, yeah. Like Dugan's just tackling people with his face. Yeah. Oh, but even even not, he's just lying down and you know trying to get the penalty, and then they're like, "Oh no, you got to have an HIA now." And he's like, uh, "Don't get the green whistle." Yeah, HIA, man. Yeah. All right then. Fantastic. All right, free interchange. Let's go. Let's fucking do this. Give me that green whistle, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into my mouth. <laughs> um. Yeah, so who, a tampon today, I don't know. I mean, it seems kind of unfair and, and, and maybe a little harsh to say someone like Kyle Turner, who seems to get knocked out every fucking, you know, like Liam Fulton Jr. sort of thing. Like, you know, because you know, when that kid gets his brain scrambled, you don't want to call yeah. him a tampon for, you know, getting yeah. scrambled brains. But I just wonder. I mean, Dugan is he's certainly the one that comes to mind first, but I don't know if he necessarily... Tell you what, though, in that same same vein of... Uh, oh, Dugan, is a tampon? Remember that time he didn't play because he had a boil? Like, fucking about probably three or four Do years ago. Do people still get boils? Oh, fucking, he did a couple of years ago. Maybe they've been since I, eradicated, but I don't know. I, I feel as if that's something that you... you like something you see the dudes like in Zulu in fucking, like, 1967 fucking movie. Yeah, like soldiers like, in the in the in the fucking great push into fucking South Africa um, and yeah, I I I envision that a like a boil is something that that was treated by a fucking friar, yeah. like a cut in a robe with a, yeah. a ball patch. Like really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, uh, where are you? Cavernous hope. But we are interested in hearing what uh, what you guys think about as you know, think uh, uh, tampon players that immediately spring to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cavernous hope. Serious question. What does Nate have on Miles that he had to bail mid season? Nothing but love. Even more so now. Nothing but love. I didn't have nothing on him. He didn't have to bail. He chose to bail. It's interesting. And, uh, our, our salary cap going forward and uh, performance of the side thanks him. Mm. It's strange that we didn't have like a, a mid-season dude lined up. That if that fell into place, this fell into place, and maybe that um, youngster from the Warriors may come over mid-season, but I, I don't think he will. But he may because I mean he's not like he's only playing like in trust or whatever for the, for the Warriors. So, so Toff Toff Sipley or whatever his name is. Yeah, or or maybe that maybe it was set up when you guys were looking at getting Harawir and Nara. Yeah, possibly. Um, and it was already in motion. It seems to have happened very quickly, though. Like, I was like, it feels yeah. like it's only been. It was like two weeks, and it was raised the possibility that he would go next year. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, awesome, Although, do it. Look, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's gone, and it's done, and it's dusted, and he's out. So let me put it out there. It's it's human nature. Like we're looking for a catalyst. 
Yeah. You know, we're we're looking for well fuck, there wasn't an injury at Melbourne or there's not a Oh they no injury though like they they injury depleted and origin depleted, so I can understand why they might want to get something yeah, but that's, that was a bit of experience. That's short term. Yeah. Like you're not gonna Yeah, yeah, you know, like you know, next year or whatever. Um yeah. but you don't get leaks out of Melbourne. Maybe yeah, it has been in the works for a long time. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you you don't tend to get that shit happening at the storm, so Ma underscore Aaron, Nate Miles signs with his fifth club with all the jerseys and shirts, etc. His be- spare bedroom must look like a Rebel Sports store. Mm-hmm. It's second only to uh, to uh, Tyron Smith, as we were talking about before we were recording tonight. Um, at Highway, he's tweeted us in regards to the longevity thing where you're pushing the, the Luke Lewis thing. I still think Luke Lewis is a winner, though, because Minichelli, he said Minichelli should be in contention if you want to comment on longevity. And that's true, but he was obviously deprived of that same sort of longevity through injury and he did well to come back and, and all that sort of thing yeah. and he was amazing before the injury and he came back as, as, as still you know a pretty good player and he finished kind of good yeah. but um, yeah still all that time out and stuff like that I mean his start date and finish date is yeah. the, that's that's fine Look, I, I, and he's great and I've got nothing against him but Lewis still doing it I, I will always have a special place for Minnie in my heart Yeah, just him running through Andrew John's kick into the padding. Yep. Mini, mini sliding in. Um, he was there. He was there. He was there. He was there in the golden, oh, the golden grenade yeah. age, like you know where we, everything was fucking that's beautiful. It. So when Origin was amazing. It's that thing. It's you know you, the music you listen to when you first start fucking. That's your that's your music forever. Other yeah. shit's gonna come and go. <laughs> that's your music. Yeah. That those players will be the greatest ever. Which is why the youngest. But, which is why the why the young children of Queensland absolutely fuck because the music they listen to. Is yai yai yippee yippee yai? Yeah. So I mean, is I mean, as if as if the state needed any more reason to. It's also when you go into down. some of these North Queensland communities that you see thirty-year-old men walk, you know, driving around with the wiggles playing in their car and no kids in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah. But what what I I say about Luke Lewis is that he's the longest between premierships. He won a premiership in two thousand and three. Yep. And then last year. Yep. So that, that gap between success, um, and he's still an integral part of that team. It's, Possibly it's, never to be... Never to be repeated. That gap's never to be repeated, I no. reckon. So, so I was, never's a long time, but it's pretty pretty like, impressive, though. Did Freddie get that? When was his last one with the Roosters? Oh, fucking, okay. So he would have won one with was the Roosters. Was that 2002? Yeah, so his first one. Yeah, 91. so no, still not the same, is it? 91 to 2002. Still he falls short by a couple of years. Yeah. There you go, pretty amazing. Fuck, well done. Twill Tourist, Super Grover 4, where else would he be? If he's going on a holiday, if I said he was on a holiday in Asia, you'd probably have two destinations that come to mind first. Which, where, is, where is he on holiday, do you think? Knowing that guy like you know him, where would he go on holiday? Um, Storm Supporter. Oh, um, where, where is it? Where did the guy from Hey Dad hang out? Where did he hang out? Was he Singapore? No, he wouldn't be in Singapore. He would have got executed. So Hong Kong? Taiwan? The fuck I don't know. Thailand? You know, he wouldn't be in Thailand, I don't think. Oh, fuck. Who knows? Bali. Is the point. Oh, same. So, you're cranking your next app in Poppy's Lane uh, to Cuda. Fantastic. I don't know what that means. I've never been to Bali. I'm it, sure it's uh, tremendous. ducked into Shandor's gym? Is that still going over there? I don't know. And I uh, him. You know, you can make all sorts of boogie board and blah, blah, blah. Cody Goldstone, he said, I'm finally calling one in from Fiji. Like, that hasn't been done yet. Bula. 
I don't, I don't think it's been done that much, though. Yeah. I don't have this massive recollection of people bombing us with Fiji calls. No. So, well done, sir. Uh, has a has. Got so cold this morning in Samoa listening to Twill. I had to put a shirt on. But while you're there, if, look, if you're still in Fiji, yeah. every single person you, you come across, ask them fucking if it's a cultural thing, why Lottie Takiri's kids are scared of elevators. <laughs> just, just ask. <sighs> the biggest tiger... Twill Tourist, hashtag Twill Tourist, which I advise everyone to put on their tweets if they're, if they're out and about listening to the show, from the uh, Coonamble Rodeo. Ah. So, uh, out there, uh, Tigers and Roosters. Fuck, the last time I heard that, that place name, yeah. was in the Coon ad with Peter Russell Clark, where they go, like they name all of the places in Australia. They have Coon in the name have or something. Yeah. Like Coonabarra brand and... Yeah. And Amble and... And what else? Oh. <laughs> I, I, couldn't even, Look, I wouldn't have even named those two. It's dude. no fucking diamond chopsticks, put it yeah. that way. But oh, it's just it's just too it's too wordy. Yeah. Kuna Barabran, I mean no one puts that I mean that's just your stupid corner place that. Like, really? You know, when you when you contrast it with you I mean it's just classic, it's elegant, it's catchy, and it's in your head for the rest of the show. Thanks. <laughs> Twill tourists, hashtag Twill tourists. If you're uh, out and about listening to the you show, you know what? It normally like tigers in decline. Yep. Twill tourists. That's a fucking fantastic hashtag. It is. It's, it's going. It's I going very it. well. I mean, it's a shame that the Titans can't get their shit together. Yeah. Might be on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they can't fucking. They just can't stop declining. Um, okay. The segment formerly known as this week in Luke Dawn. We're saying like yeah, but for next year, it's hard to think of who you know a new guy each week so we've got soap opera for men and he suggested and this is one that we had last year of course because it it is like the obvious choice the segment has to be this week in Kirk Gidley he's mm. found the form that saw him laughed out of the NRL useless and I don't follow the ESL too closely so I can't comment on the on the quality of his performances but um, you know you can't leave Matty Parcell well Matty Parcell he's the next Luke Dawn I mean you get discarded by Manly and turned to a fucking god over there Mm-hmm. I mean, so really, in that you know, in keeping in that theme, it probably should be the you know um, this week in Matty Parcel, but because Luke, because that, that's the thing, like Luke Dawn wasn't useless. He was a fucking god over there. Look, unless you call it fucking Luke Dawn's shadow, because every Australian will be living up to. That's true. It's true. He's the greatest, greatest export of all time. <laughs> Now, lads, Tom and Mark from the Super League pod here, ready as always to bring you your weekly update on all things ESL. We talk five try hauls, close run derby matches, and another defeat for the champions. All that and more this week in Lee. And we start this week's roundup on Thursday night at the Lee Sports Village, where the Centurions forgot all about being bottom of the table and dished up a 50-34 to victory over the once-again patched-up Wigan Warriors. Lachlan Burr and Mitch Brown were amongst the scorers for Lee, whilst Ben Reynolds was razor-sharp with his boot, kicking nine goals as the Leafers registered their first competitive victory over their near neighbours since 1984. No wins in five now for Wigan, who hope to welcome back a plethora of first-team talent for next week's Challenge Cup quarter final but 
There were bright spots in the performance of their youngsters, as well as tries from notable first-teamers George Williams, ex-South swinger Joe Burgess, much-missed centre Oliver Gildart, and even a line-busting effort from Frank Paul, the wrecking ball. Then on Friday night, St Helens did everything they needed to, which is to say not very much, to overcome the Widnes Vikings by 26 points to 10 at the Totally Wicked Stadium. The Justin Holbrook revival continues down on the East Lanks Road after last week's poor showing against Castleford. England train on players Mark Percival and Alex Wormsley both crossed for Saints, while the only real bright spot in Widnes' season continues to be the development of their younger players, with the impressive Ryan Ince crossing again for the men from Cheshire. Also on Friday, Salford Red Devils suffered their second home defeat in as many weeks, going down 34-10 against Hull FC. In truth, Salford created very little whilst being stifled by Hull FC, who weren't exactly at full strength either. A strong first-half display followed up a decent defensive showing in the second half did the trick for Hull, who ran in tries through for Tuli Talanoa and the ever-ethereal Albert Kelly. Standouts for Salford included the always reliable Junior Sow and a collector's item of a try for Weller Hierarchy. But whilst the Red Devils still sit second, they will want to fix up performances like this if they want to remain in contention come the end of the year. So to Saturday afternoon and Wakefield and Leeds played out a tight West Yorkshire derby uh, with the Rhinos coming out on top 18 points to 6 away at Bellevue. Experience in game management told in the end for Leeds who got tries through Tom Briscoe and Joel Can I Play in the Halves this week Moon. Bill who had a monstrous game for Wakefield Field, but his 181 running metres weren't enough to see off the more clinical Rhinos. This result was Wakey's first defeat in eight games, but sees them fall back into fifth place in the table. Yeah, also on Saturday, we had uh, the Catalan Dragons against the Huddersfield Giants, and anyone who thought Catalans might be targeting home matches whilst under the care of an interim coaching team suffered a rude awakening this weekend as the Dragons phoned in one of their more inept performances in Perpignan, going down 56-12 against the visiting Giants. Their raft of senior Antipodeans seem unable or unwilling to lift their performance, although Sam Mower deserves some credit for being their leading scorer over the last three matches. This one was all about the Giants, and in particular, Jake, hey there, little guy, promise I'll have your your mum home in one piece, Mamo. A hat-trick of tries from the Hirsute fullback rounded off a highly accomplished display by the Giants. Recent signing from Canberra, Jordan Turner, looks to be finding his feet back in the Super League, whilst Dragons pack could do little to stop powerhouse prop Sebastien Ikehifo, causing serious damage up the middle. And in the final game of the weekend, Castleford Tigers were able to take advantage of the Salford slip-up to move six points clear at the top of the table following a 36-16 win over the hapless Warrington Wolves at the Jungle on Sunday afternoon. A five-try haul from ex-Brisbane Bronco Greg Eden was the standout performance for Cass, although Ben Roberts also shone for the Tigers. For the away side, things go from bad to worse for Wire, who are now seriously looking at a stint in the middle eights come the end of the year. Yeah, all that means that Castleford Tigers remain top on 30 points, six points clear of the field. Salford and Leeds sit in second and third, and this week confirm their top eight status ahead of the split. Hull FC move into the top four at the expense of Wakefield. Saints now lie sixth ahead of your world champion Wigan Warriors. Huddersfield move into the top eight, whilst the Catalan Dragons drop into the bottom four, along with Warrington, Lee and Witness, who are back on the bottom. Uh, memberships. It is now a crucial time for people who haven't either re-upped or joined for 2017. We're pretty much completely sold out. We've got about a handful left in various sizes in each color. So specifically, like if you were sort of like from medium or large up to 2XL in either in either color, 
you need to move in quick. And I've, I've taken it down. I just didn't want to oversubscribe or whatever. So I've taken it down off the site. So I'll get you to send us an email at hellothisweekinleague.com or, you know, send us a tweet or whatever and we'll sort you out. And uh, if anyone wants an additional hoodie, you had uh, three or four requests for additional hoodies. You know, people who got, who've selected one for the, the membership and they want one in the other color or whatever, that's fine. Just uh, yeah, send us an email and I'll hook you up and, um, We'll do them pretty cheap for you too. We'll do them like almost cost because, fucking, let's face it, you've already put your hand in your pocket once, so no need to buy two memberships or anything. Um, and yeah, the the order's in now, so that, you know, hopefully they'll turn around in like yeah, two weeks or something and we'll uh, post them out as soon as they do. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Fantastic. the sides named for the second State of Origin match, the second and series deciding State mm. of Origin match. And I guess we'll talk about the game itself more as we um, approach it, I guess, or, or, or it's only a week away, isn't it? So it turns out we record if we record before or after this week. What are we going to do before? Tuesday next week, you think? Or? I don't know. It's up to you. But um, we'll, we'll, we're uh, going to we'll do, something. We do something. We're going to watch the game. Like, how are we going to watch the game? We haven't talked about this. So this is... We, we, we haven't. Uh, we'll sort it out. But we'll sort something um, out. We'll go and watch it somewhere. Go to the city somewhere or do yeah. something. Yep. All right. Nice. Cool. So uh, Brisbane-based members, friends, listeners of the show, by all means, uh, stay tuned. We'll go and watch it somewhere on a, on a big screen or, you know, whatever. Somewhere where they serve alcohol and, and other refreshments. Um... The big thing this time with the game is that Queensland have taken a leaf out of like Craig Bellamy era New South Wales and many other eras of New South Wales and just wholesale hack and slashed the heart and soul out of the Queensland side in, 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 in a futile attempt to try and regain some sort of form and you know ultimate victory. And uh, legends like Nate Miles. <laughs> Fuck. And... Uh, Aiden Guerra, just ruthlessly cut, but none more ruthless than Sammy Thiday. Cut on his birthday. Yeah. 29 games into a career when he needs 30 to become like a maroon statement or statesman, whatever they fucking call it, you know, like the, the, the legend god tier of of Queensland origin football. Yep. And he's been cruelly cut short. So, um... I do, I do feel I do feel for Sam Thiday because believe me I don't think he was a fucking I don't think he was the reason with the New South Wales won. Yeah, no. Um, look, a, a lot a lot of those changes aren't surprising. I thought okay, let's well let's go let's go through them. Obviously, we thought that Billy Slater should have been decided in game one, and he was, now he's a fullback in game. Well, he in was game two. always going to come back after a loss. Yes, yes, and he did, and which moves Fluffy out to the wing where we thought we'd have him. Now, uh, Gay Guy moves in in from the wing. And takes and takes Un- uh, unless they whack um, <laughs> Darius in it. I've, and, and that's been that that has been said. So yeah. So that that ed, that side. Yeah. Will be. Yep. Yep. Uh, gay guy moves into the centres at this stage anyway on paper uh, for the for the uh, the sacked O'Neill and um, Valentine Holmes. That see that's the first surprise. I didn't think Oates was terrible. I mean, let's face it, Oates had about four hundred and fifty kicks on final tackle kicks jammed down him yeah. and he took every single one of them. Yep. No problem at all. 
Um, it didn't make massive metres rucking it back or anything, but that was more due to, I think, New South Wales just sort of waiting at that 10 metre, getting a straight line and hitting him. Yeah. Scored their only points for the game with a spectacular uh, catch from a crossfield, you know, chip kick. Yep. Um, and look, he, here's that thing. Oates, as, as he is like to do, he, he is as his name. He's fucking bland. He's boring. Yeah. But does does what needs to be done in a fairly non-spectacular way. So I, I heard a rumour that was based around the Queensland naming uh, press conference or whatever. Yep. That in the first game, Walters was kind of railroaded a little bit by Gene Miles and Darren Lockyer in terms of players he had to have in the side. No. And that he's actually sacked up for game two and said, well, it's my fucking nuts on the line, mate, if we lose the series. That's a fair call. So I, I want the team I want, and that was the thing that precipitated Holmes coming in over Oates, who probably didn't necessarily yeah. need to get booted. Um, yeah, it, again, you... Because he remember he was crying, whenever he was crying when he, when he announced that Billy Slater wasn't going to be in the team. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's maybe just like, oh, I'm going to lose that time. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, got my fucking son. <laughs> you know, the Queensland are... Have got a obviously a, a very very strong team. Yes. Um, very strong newcomers in terms of Glasby, Hess, and Jared Wallace, who whose whose acquittal at the judiciary is nothing short of fucking hysterical. <laughs> Absolute fuck. There's. Did oh. he like seriously? The only thing I can think of is they've gone in there and used the Chewbacca defence. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and the Chewbacca. I mean, Chewbacca defence undefeated <laughs> und- remains undefeated. Fuck hell. But um, it, there was it, it was. It, he was actually the initiator of the contact. He was running across the field to make the contact. Off the ball, late. In. Shoulder. He wasn't bracing because he was the one initiating the contact. Oh, there was nothing. I mean, people like um, like Marty Tapao, like in the start of the season, I bet he wants his fucking two weeks back now because his was not not as bad as that and he got two weeks for it. Yeah. Again, uh, this, this is the thing. Where is the avenue for that? Because again, yeah. things only change... In response to incentive, yeah, and I get the origin thing. How it's like, you know, they. But really, are they it's gonna, such bull, it's such bullshit. Are I they going to come out and say that? Like, he, here's a precedent, and the judiciary. We'll let, we'll let him off because origin. The judiciary does its best to fucking put its big boy pants on and pretend like it's an actual court. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it it is the fucking security guard to the court <laughs> system's police officer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, a fucking club should come back in and merely should, and yeah. say. Well, hang on. You've cost us this, this you know, because there was, there was games that we could have won back then. You know, and w- where is recompense? Yep. But. Um, we need our two points for every game we lost yeah, <laughs> due I, to your erroneous suspension. I, um, actually, on, on that note, Manly probably don't want to be going about being awarded points for things that they well, i got no idea what you're talking about, to, to be honest. Um, but, you know, it, it's a strong Queensland side. And, and I think anybody out there... I know there's a lot of trolling and baiting going on, but anybody seriously thinking that that side's not a threat? Yeah, it's it's, um, it's ridiculous. It's, is it a better side than the first side? Oh, one hundred percent. And actually, and the the thing as well, it's a side that has more momentum because guys like Wallace and Glasby and Hess are going fucking awesome at the moment in their club for their club sides. Yeah. Whereas the <clears> previous guys, like well, Thaiday was going good, but Nate Miles was average. Fucking Guerra was a particularly average, like for the last two years probably. You yeah. know, and, and he's getting in there on you know name Gu- and loyalty alone. Guerra has been in there because he is like the Queensland Boyd Cordner. They sort of came yeah. up together. Yep. They made their debuts at a similar time. Yep. Both play for the Roosters, you know, but yeah. um, 
and yeah, it, and obviously there's been a number a number of these changes are just like Jonathan Thurston changes. You Thurston in there, got to bring Gavin Cooper in there because if you do that, you've got this instant fucking telepathy that that scores a try yeah. almost every game for the Cowboys. Yep. And and when the shit when 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 shit's down, Thurston can run one way. And he knows that if he kicks it this way, yeah. that Cooper's probably going to be under it or yeah. thereabouts. So, yeah, I'm, and Hess is also developing. You know, I I don't see that as much of a threat as it was twelve months, two years ago. No, but I think it's still a form combination that never fucking dies. It yeah, it is. Um, my worry for the Queensland team is they're just pure physicality. Yeah, like Hess and and. Wallace and Gladys, they're going to be solid, and they're going to. But pure physicality can be can be beaten. You know that can be weathered, and then yeah. you know the cream rises, and then you know whatever happens it does. happens. But they're guys making their debut. Yep. Like you look at Peets. Yep. Like Nathan Peets was a guy making his debut. Yeah. He's out in his, the yeah. forward pack. Yep. And yeah, he was coming back from injury, but he got into that situation where he wasn't even in dummy half for twenty percent of the match. Yep. You know, late, and yep. he you know got his fucking thigh corked, whatever. So, these guys have got a, a big challenge in front of them. You know what I like about it now? Like, the packs, mostly. It's like young dudes ripping each other. It's yeah, like the, the, exactly. the, the forwards have undergone the generational change, yes, pretty much. that's it. So. Uh, we have a couple of exceptions, but yeah, for the most part, it's like, you know, we've got the, the next generation forwards going at it. I mean, the backs yeah. are still hanging on, the halves and things like that, mostly. But um, yeah. this ridiculousness surrounding Glasby, though, in the paper... I mean, it's like it's like Origin Bands. The paper's always fucking good, but I mean, it was just it just seemed to be so fucking over the top, and um, unf- unfounded to start with. I mean, Glasby is is fine. I mean, he's was he a shock a shock selection? He probably wasn't the first guy. Like, I mean, until people started saying there's whispers that Glasby might get the call up, oh, he's yeah. he definitely hadn't crossed my mind. But I mean, he's also never crossed my mind as a guy that's. Absolutely, you know, how how the fuck does that guy get selected? Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, look, and and I think that comes back too. Sam Thido probably wasn't on on anyone's list to be dropped. To be honest, yeah, yeah I don't, um, I don't, I don't think it, so. It was pretty clear that Miles needed to go. Yeah, and he was injured anyway. Guerra probably, was, so he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Guerra was was out of form, and so that's what people are talking about. Fuck, you need to get Hess in there. Yep, Wallace needs a start, and they were talking about those guys before game one. Yeah, exactly. So and I don't think Glasby ever come up in, the, no, in that pre stuff. Yeah, but. Yeah, the, I, I put a tweet out and I'll say it again you know for a guy that's come through the storm system who is the sort of guy that you know is going to do a job playing with the, the spine of his club side exactly yeah. um, but yeah so no it's going to be a, a fantastic game but and although I think the Glasby stuff was overboard I mean Queensland can't get too fucking precious about it too because geez Mitchell Pierce is deserved, I mean, he's earned it but yeah. fuck, they they go equally as hard on him fucking every single time as well. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 mostly a man. So I thought it was probably you know a little bit overdone. Is, yeah, look, here's the thing though. I, I think it missed the mark. If you're going to go after somebody, yeah, go after fucking cunt bumpchin Smith. Yeah. Or or Thurston or yeah, but they, someone. You, you don't. But those guys are unshakable. You go after the sh- you try and shake the new kid. That's that's what it is. But yeah. you know. Fucking all I, just, all I say is I hope, hope New South Wales win. If they do, I'll be debuting a, a fucking new one in a row shirt at the at game three, and I'll also take a broom yeah, nice. for the sweep. Yeah, fantastic. So if they let me, if they let it in, I mean, because brooms, you know, look a hell of a lot like IEDs. Yeah, true. In this day and age, so. Well, I guess game three will probably be that fucking boring with New South Wales scoring tries. Exactly. That you would be threatened to sit there and sharpen it into some sort of spear. No, I'd just, I'd just, I'd just be walking up and down the aisle, sweeping, <laughs> just fucking finding the Queenslanders and sweeping. 
I don't sell full tinnies anymore, mate. <laughs> Throw your plastic cup over. See how far it travels, bitch. Um, now, uh, two dads, a long-term nickname, you know, player of the, you know, mm. for this show, has been released from the remainder of his contract from the Chookies, and uh, obviously this is a recent recent allegations with the Yayo. Well, not not so much allegations, but arrests. well, he's caught with a thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but these things, I mean, until I've been through the court system, you know, blah blah blah, you know. He was fucking alleged to yeah. XYZ. But uh, look, I think the Roosters only- fans are very fucking nice to him on the timeline. So, you know, like they'll never forget his contributions and, you know, came to them as a backpacker and, you know, got a run and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's fantastic. For me personally, if it is the end for him, I'll always remember him as one of probably the chief architects of Tigers in Decline <laughs> with that intercept he took from him and Liam Fulton combined, <laughs> probably to kick off Tigers in Decline. Yeah. I. I it- you know, archaeologists have tried to trace the genesis, <laughs> and perhaps it does go back further. But for me, it truly began in the last thirty seconds of that hundred-minute game. <laughs> so, I'll, you know, whatever else happened in your career, uh, too, Dad. Sometimes you had, sometimes you had dick fingers. Is that when? Is that when Sheen's brain actually like? Capitulate like he did have that internal stroke <laughs> that led to genius, or Possi- possibly was yeah. there genius before that moment? <laughs> That's a good question because that was that was um, the first year of the show, I think. Was that so his- genius she- so could have been there. Was that his beautiful mind moment? But that was the Tigers. Uh, you know, they were playing. You know, was it to get in the grand final, or or was, or was it the game before? But I think it was the game before. Yeah. But so they were they were travelling fucking great. And the year after that, they only went down due to um, to Lottie dropping a bomb and Kristen Inu scoring, yeah. and that would have got them in the grand final if yeah. they had held on to that one. So that was probably the start of it. But I mean, they're still travelling. They were like a side that finished in the top four, yeah, you know, top end of the competition. You know, so yeah, real real that had something to come here. So then, twenty twelve was when it really that was when it really kicked off. But I like to think that the plant the planting of the seeds way back in two thousand ten was one <laughs> Sean Kenny Dow. <laughs> Um, uh, Nate nice. Miles going down to the going down to the storm. A great move for Manly, I think. Um, I I'm actually stunned that they made that move. I thought that we would have to hang on to him. I thought that he was one of those linchpin guys that just through people, you know, contractually, you know, bringing him down for a re- like that they would hang on to him to the grim death to, and and not have be you know man enough to go look, not what we need. Yeah. So let's get rid of him. So the fact that they have actually been willing to make that cut, and very quickly too, that's yep. fantastic. A credit to the organisation, and it's the first time I've said that this year, I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the fucking day, he's going to turn. He's going to be turned to a fucking god down there again for like. <laughs> he's going to have some godlike games because Bellamy just does that with fucking rubbish. Yeah. He's fucking. He's, he puts the rubbish in the crucible. <laughs> <laughs> Just like it's reminding me, I was watching this show last night. Um, I think it was some BBC show that's just started up called Made in Japan or something. And the first episode was about like samurai swords. It was this family yeah. out in the country that, that then they make samurai swords. They cost like $20,000. I mean, they take like months to make. And they go through the whole process, how it all happens, you know, from the stuff from the first block of, you know, to fucking the final thing. And um, I think that's like kind of like the that's Bellamy system there. He just gets his block of shit. <laughs> I, feel, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate the craftsman the craftsmanship yeah but you know the, I, I know you've lived in Japan yep and so you would have every reason to have a samurai sword yeah on display in your house but there's a couple of key indicators 
if somebody's a cunt. <laughs> samurai sword. And now. having a samurai sword on display in your house. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a, a, a yeah, I think a, yeah, I think there's a, there's a difference between uh, like unless you bought it back from World War Two. Yeah, and if you had like a these 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 uh, swords made by this family, obviously very fucking like you know collectible and and you know appreciate in value because they're just incredible craftsmanship. I'm, yeah, I'm but sure. when you go down to fucking Patty's Market, that, that, and that's the thing, <laughs> and buy your fucking three hundred dollar one with the set with the little one, and then the <laughs> they're, they're a victim. Yeah, when you see a girl walking around with a Louis Vuitton bag, yeah, you're not automatically thinking what a wealthy and successful person you must be. <laughs> you're thinking fucking Bindabali love. Bindabalaja, yeah. So. <laughs> but um, I don't know where we're going with that. Yeah. Nate course. Miles is a cunt. Nate Miles, piece of shit, under the crucible, stoke the fires, hammer him out a few times, fold it over, hammer it out, put it in the fire yeah. again, blah, blah, polish, turns into first grader again. <laughs> Bellamy, son. <laughs> Um, the only other thing I want to talk about this week, you know, we, we spoke a little bit last week about this player shit with them talking strike and wanting more money. And wanting like what, like thirty percent off the top, twenty nine percent gross. Yeah. So, you know, fucking. There's a lot of expenses going into into running and administering a national elite sporting organisation. Yeah. And uh, um, I would imagine they need a lot of that gross. I. I um, obtained some financial information from the NRL and I'd planned this week to come out and actually assess the the ARL or the NRL or whatever you want to call it um, as if it was a business and explain what looks healthy and what looks yep. fucked. Um, I, I will get to that eventually but there are a couple of things that just stuck out initially uh, and on both sides. So... The players are out there demanding a share of gross revenue. Yes. There's three points I want to make here. I don't think the players can be in any position to demand a percentage of gross revenue until they also take some accountability for cunt player behaviour. Okay. And I think whoever's advising the players is doing a very fucking poor job. Because the only way they get this is by having the public on their side. Yeah, abso- and at, oh, absolutely. And I don't moment, feel like that's happening at the moment, though. No. All the pub- I don't feel on their side. All the public here is, hang on, these people get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And they want more? Like the, You know, the average wage in Australia at the moment... I don't, just, actually don't know what it is. It's, it's somewhere around $70,000 a year. Okay. Right? right. So, and, and those people, whilst they're not, you know, struggle streeting... They're going fine. You know, they're Especially not, if it's double income. Yeah, especially if it's double income, but if it's not, yep. Yep. you know, um, that that's that's you know, doing it tough. They're, they're yeah. battling. Yep. And so to hear some cunts who are on four or five hundred thousand a year whinging about wanting, wanting more. Uh, wa- wanting a, another, a, you know, point three of a billion yeah. chunk. At, at the same time that they're forking out 140 bucks for a jersey or, yeah. you know... Prices, eighty, mate. Yeah, so really, um, so that that's what I like to see from the players to take some sort of fucking responsibility. That, yeah, look, we want this, but we're prepared to have some sort but of fucking. That'd be some fucking code of conduct. Fucking would be. They would never agree to. They would never agree to what would be required. No, they wouldn't. Yeah. But then the next point, I was looking through the NRL. Yeah. 
and this gets me on to the next group of cunts, <laughs> is the, the people that are running the game. Yep. All of this attention on the mo- at the moment about the financial state of the game. Yep. I looked through the financials. I looked through some uh, some info that some uh, associates and friends that I have um, have given me. Yep. And I got to this one section, and it's about participation in rugby league. Okay. Right. So, in two thousand and twelve. The total number of participants in rugby league was five hundred thirty-six thousand five hundred twenty-two, yep. and that's taking into you know in account touch football. Oh, the touch um, football was counted back then. No, it is now. Oh, they've, okay. So, they've, so they've, they've so retroactively added the touch football figures. Yep. In, yeah, okay. Um, male rugby league participants and other rugby league participants. Okay. So we assume they're kids. Or yeah. Yeah. Now, in two thousand and fifteen. The touch football made up over half a million. Okay. Right? 1.3 mil was the total. Okay. So, where is the NRL trying to grow the base of the game? If you look at the current group of players now... Yep. The the youngest coming in are, what, 19 years old? Yep. So, that puts them in a very fucking different era. How many times do you hear it spoken about on TV that, oh, you must have practiced that in the backyard? Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they talk yeah. about the, the Turbros from, yeah. from Manly. Yeah. Like Joey you was know? kicking and exactly. Diddley, Diddley's flicking passes oh, and so that, yeah. You know, you, you can't train for that. That's yep. just years of backyard yep. footy. Yep. Fucking tell you, not many kids are playing backyard footy anymore. Yep. Because the world's a fucking different place. Yep. The cunts that are running the game have done nothing to grow grassroots football, nothing to grow youth. Are they out there? Because like, I know for a fact, in my kid's school, that he's had AFL out there. He's had. Oh, because my kid's the same. He's had he's had uh, Oz Kick or whatever, yep. which he's done, which he did last year. And then the next thing, and I mean, admittedly, our school is a is a different case because there's literally uh, directly next to the school is a soccer club. Yeah, and 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 their and their fields for the, the for the junior level games, so mm. you know they're pretty you know they're yep. a decent premise there. But, but I, I'm pretty sure I've never seen a rugby league thing at all. Mm, nah. come home ever, never, so, never, which is weird. Never, yeah, never. Um, you know they did a kids clinic for when you know, Manly came up. Yeah, good on the Seagulls for getting yep. out there themselves. Yeah, but it was on at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, that's that's the if it's not on a weekend. That's kind of the time it has to be because it's got to be after school and kind of before it's too late. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in this day and age, how many parents are around? How many families have a parent that's not working yeah. at four o'clock? Yeah. You know? um, where has the fucking NRL done anything innovative to say, well, you know what? We've fucking looked. And at these kids' schools, parents are paying 30 bucks a day for after school care. Yep. We're going to offer an alternative to that. It's going to be the same price, yep. so we're fucking. They're paying for it, but yeah, you know, they can kick and chuck a ball around. Exactly. And, yep. You know, where's the innovation? Yeah. So fucking. That's that comes the, down to these guys with the the the, you know, the 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 leased cars with the ARL, you know, NRL uh, logos on them that are supposed to be driving around doing that shit that I've never fucking seen. In exactly. My life. Yeah. You know, but but the, look, let me tell you, I see fucking Brisbane Strikers ones. Yep. Fucking everywhere. Yes. Everywhere, it's you know, and and that's where kids kids enjoy what they do. Yep. You know, at a certain age, unless they've got you know a dead shit father 
yep. directing them somewhere. Yeah. You know, towards a proper team with a proper culture, but um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Go out, play sport. Yep. Have fun. Yep. You know, but there's an opportunity there for rugby league to be increasing the base of its game. Yep. You want to talk about growing revenue in the future? It's going to be kids pestering their parents, hey, can we go to a game? Yep. Or I want a jersey. Yep. Or I want this, I want that. Or, you know, da, 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 da. There, there's no effort, there's no innovation, there, there's no yep. moving forward. So that's that group of cunts. The other thing is, on, and the last point I'll make is, in terms of digital rights, yep. Channel fucking 10 is in the shit. Well, they're fucking voluntary administration as of today when we're recording. Yes. Yeah. So. Which is not dead. It's Stations not Stations have done that before. Let's say, let's you know, calm the farm. But there's opportunity in it. Exactly. What I'm trying to say here is that they don't have you know, massive sporting revenue. Yeah, I don't even know what they They've, fucking do. Do they, do they have, cars? have any AFL anymore? Oh, I don't see a fucking AFL. What do I know? Like. You know, didn't they? Wasn't there that weird split thing? Like Channel you Seven had that question. Channel Seven had half, and yeah, there was there was half. that thing, or like they were playing like Brisbane Lions games yeah, up here or so, something. Yeah. Um, there was something, but I don't well, know. Yeah, Channel Ten, all they used to have was fucking Motorsport and Ironman. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it. But I, I really hope that it shows the NRL that TV networks fucking need a major sporting code yep. to survive in this day and age. Uh, and that they can pretty much dictate terms Yep. next time they go for their rights. Um, so, look, I, I said I, I was hoping to come in and give a nice little financial analysis on, on the NRL and what's actually happening, but um, those points came up and I thought I'd, I'd rant on about that. So, yep. okay. fucking find out what's one, the NRL doing in your area. One, one thing I think that they... Are, I think they do subsidise the junior stuff, though. But one thing they are doing as a tick, they're subsidising the, the junior stuff, I think, better than... AFL and the FFAR because this is just through conversations I've been having with Killer's coach, uh, soccer, and he's saying like soccer is fucking expensive to get a kid, you know, in, into a soccer team like the registration and blah blah fees and blah blah. Yeah. It's fucking it's expensive, it's way more expensive than rugby league because really? FFA does fuck all. And I remember that we were having this discussion and they were coming from like a entrenched soccer perspective, like fuck the FFA because they don't do mm. X, Y, and Z and then the fucking rugby league does X, Y, and Z, you know, which makes it so much cheaper for kids to get in there. So... Yeah, but soccer cunts whinge about everything. That's true, they do. Like, I'll tell you, you see these fucking eight-year-old kids diving for Italy, mate? Like, fuck. fuck. Like, there's some teams we play and the way the, co- the fact that the coach lets, lets them get away with that sort of thing, like, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, our, our coach is really good. Like, if kids get an attitude or don't listen yeah. to him, he just fucking pulls them straight off the field and yeah. puts another kid around. He's like, that's true. it. You know, you know, you're done. Yep. And, um, but, man, some of these other teams, fucking hell. Well, let's be frank. You saw the shit that went on with Australia and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Like, we, we've been very fucking hard, and, you know, you and Glenn were very fucking hard on rugby league supporting and allowing players to come in, you know, DV and all that yep, shit. Yep. Basically saying that's pretty much like you condoning DV. Yeah. Fucking soccer condones international terrorism and murder. <laughs> exactly. And that's it's, why it will always be the tertiary sport in this country. Yeah, so, um, but, you know, if you've got kids, yep. get out there and get into the fucking NRL. What are you doing to promote the game for youth? Yep. What are the plans? Yep. You know, there's all this fucking money being spent on it. Yep. W- what does that do? Yep, that would be good to hear. Let your voices be heard. Rise up. 
Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. And uh, search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play. Download League Live today. And uh, they've set up their Twitter account at Live, And they tweet from that during matches and uh, other times. And they've raised the bar again oh. with the League Live account, putting a poll out there before the game on Monday. Which shapes are your game day snack? Listen to the, listen to this week in league with us, and they linked to that. They ex- extricated that segment from the show of the discussion about the about the shapes. Anyway, I got the results just before we recorded, as as of about probably eight thirty p.m. on the Wednesday night. The results are as follows: eight percent new pizza shapes. Those people need to be fucking euthanized. I mean, no one chooses new pizza, pizza shapes. Thirteen percent. In quotes, football biscuits. So that's your that's your chicken crimpies, right? Damn fucking straight. Thirteen percent, mate. Thirty three percent old pizza shapes. So that's almost a little win for you. Forty six percent barbecue shapes, motherfucker. Okay. So the popular vote has spoken. Barbecue shapes are life. Look, the number one selling <laughs> item in any supermarket anywhere in the world is a one point two five liter bottle of Coke. Doesn't make it fucking good for you. We got say, hey, no one said it's good for you. Coke's delicious, motherfucker, as well. <laughs> Look, I'm very happy to be in a fucking elite, elite minority. Hipster fucking minority. That's what you're trying to be. You, you, you want your deconstructed fucking footy biscuits? <laughs> no, that's just fucking broken biscuits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the shit that doesn't pass. That doesn't make it into the foil in the factory. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Um, so, yeah. So, we, we, the, you get that? your barbecue shakes and wash them down with a 1.25, an excellent beverage suggestion from Jay. <laughs> we could um, we could just have this TV show, fucking Channel 10, and pick it up. Of course. That'd be content, right? <laughs> where all we do is go to Melbourne, yeah. right? And give them shit. So, like, if. And just know, deconstruct we, everything. We, we go, like, pretend to be waiters. Yeah. You go in and say, you know, uh, would you like a biscuit with your coffee? Yeah. And they say, oh, yes, please. And so we just throw flour and water at them. Well, no, you don't, you don't throw it though. You just you, you come at you give them like a little pile of flour and a little pile of sugar and like a cracked open egg and a thing and, and like a box, an egg ring or something and a box of matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Melbourne, your shit. Sign us up, Channel Ten. No, don't not Channel Ten. You got no money. Yeah, no. <laughs> I need I need certain guarantees from the directors. <laughs> They're gonna see my money because I believe we would be Fuck. last in line as credits. If you hadn't spent all your fucking money on Waleed. That's it. I ain't going to judge. I mean, I'm only going to judge Melbourne people. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit in judgment of the entire nation. No, not at all. So. So what do we need? We need Netflix for that shit. Yeah, exactly. Of course, people who know people. <laughs> Thursday night, the Storm, 18, defeated the Sharks, 13. An unorthodoxly scored match in front of a dismal crowd down at Reclaim Australia of under 8,000 people. And the Storm's 18 came from a double, crucial double to Felice Cafusi. Glasby, the man of the hour, with another try. And uh, three of three conversions for Cameron Smith. The Sharkies had tries to Lewis and Fecky. Maloney with a conversion. Maloney with a penalty goal. And a field goal with about, what was it, three? No, it was actually longer than that, wasn't it? It was quite a, mm. at least five minutes, say, on the clock. Did he? He left, he left it, it, wasn't, it wasn't so early that you were going, oh, that's a bit early. Yeah, um, but it wasn't so late. We were like, oh, he's definitely... Fu-. Well, I mean, it was late enough to be like, yeah, okay, they've... 
yeah, they prob- probably got it, but wow. It, it was in what I refer to as genuine gronk time. <laughs> so there were plenty of Sharks fans going off. Oh, yeah. So They had won the premiership all over again, um, from what I saw. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> this try at the end of this game was fucking so reminiscent or, pre- or premonition oh. of the, the one at the camera. I mean, different side of the field, but the same thing. No, nowhere near the same. Player, player, a player running to the line and a clever pass to galloping forward and a bunch of players standing there not even interested in fucking trying to attempt a tackle. Yeah, it again, not even close. Um, Billy, a, a, a player with a tremendous representative history behind him that wasn't dropped after one series. Well, no, that that's like saying, you know, hitting your scrotum on the corner of the desk is <laughs> similar to having Manuka Honey slavered off your helmet by a fucking topless coffee making barista <laughs> I have no idea where that one's going like, you know, they're just they, they both involve the same sort of general <sighs> you know, but um, the the Sharks I think were their own worst enemy in this game they've, they've and their, their fans have said it as well this year's been a lot of they've played like shit but yep. still found a way to win yep um, and this week it, it hurt them. There were some very, very silly penalties and, and some times where they just... And it's not even as if they they were you know, um, not not great fifth-tackle options, but just, just wrong, like running it when they they really shouldn't have and it was never on. Um, yep. the The Sharks didn't look rattled. Like, the, they didn't sort of get, get out of it, though. Like, they mm-hmm. kept... Up and and they just kept throwing bodies. Um, but on the same token, the storm didn't look great. I mean, they had no, a tremendously long period of the game there, where in between, you know, drinks. Yeah, but but that that's that thing. That's what the sharks do. Okay, yeah. well, fuck, we're in a bit of a bother here. We're, we're just going to keep running very hard at these fuckers and and really coming together in defence. Um, and in the end, it, it paid off, and it was Luke Lewis. And you see how he scored? It was the trademarked Penrith reverse dummy. <laughs> where it was just thrown to no one. Um, you think Penrith Penrith invented that and trademarked it yeah. and got it through and got it through the system. Look, I'm sure that, that Louis was at Penrith during his development stages. Um, and, and he's so taken he it with him. Yeah, okay. You know, sort of like the, the Burger King guy used to work at McDonald's. <laughs> so um, the the whole thing with the storm, though, is they they just know what they're doing, yep. and what they missed uh, with Slater is just that spark. You know, someone who's going to step up and and do what's needed when it's needed around him. Though at the moment, like I know he didn't end up scoring the try, yeah, but fuck me, Adokar is quick. He's uh, he's he's got to be. Uh, I mean, like if they line guys up and had a one hundred meter sprint, I don't know who would be the winner. But like, as in terms of like rugby league, functionally quick. Yes, it's got to be him. Yeah, it's and, unbelievable. You no, know, you fucking tigers. They like <laughs> fucking. fucking you want to know why you fucked, mate? Like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh, you know, offer. Yeah, yeah, Anoffa was Anoffa was definitely one you'd choose. Yeah, um, chose it over over Cora Beastie as well, who also f- <laughs> fucked shit up in his time at the Storm. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, 
Fuck, I tell you what, though, that that's just rekindled my desire for a grand final day, you know, multi-sport athletics carnival <laughs> from everyone that's not participating in the grand final. <laughs> you know, have a team tug-of-war and a 60, 80, 100-metre yep. race. So you actually can, can conclusively prove, you know, who the fastest player is. No, you don't conclusively prove it, but it's fucking... Well, I guess it's, yeah, if the, if the fast dudes are involved. Yeah, yeah, but... You know, it's there and it's great and it'd, yeah. be, it'd be good to watch. But Do it in nines. Everyone can join uh, it. Everyone can do it. But yeah, so Kafusi's been, again, just one of those storm oh, players. And I remember earlier in the season, I was like, you know, everything fucking dies when it reaches him. They pass it out there to the right and it gets to him mm. and then it just fucking dies because he never passes it any to the centre or the winger. Then all of a sudden, Billy Slater comes back. And, so, and it, I think it was happening before Slater came back, to be honest. But yeah. then they finally realised that this cunt can just run some fucking lines. Yeah. And they can just put it on him. And he's just, he doesn't, no, who cares if he doesn't pass? He'll just go straight through. Exactly. Like, amazing. And it, he's not he's not a, a, a frizzle or a, you know, um, Tom Alolo, but the, the, where he positions himself in relation to the players around him. Yeah. Is something that's just getting better and better. Well, he doesn't. Better, he doesn't. So. Seem, he doesn't seem to rely on, on on brute force to to smash his way through. I mean, he's he, uh, he's he's just no. running excellent lines, exactly, and not having to. You know, so it's a, yeah, it's it's about him being being smart yeah. enough to to put it through. So, um, but you know, the the Melbourne Storm, the fifteen errors, five penalties, they they still found a way to win, in the end. Yep, yep. And a time when like a lot of teams would not put the cue in the rack, but they'd always be resigned to defeat. It'll be a very, very special team. And for them just to march down and what go the kickoff, and then just march straight down, boom, yeah. score straight so, away, like amazing, mm. and fucking demoralising for the for the Sharks to see that happen. And the ultimate insult is they did it without Cooper Cronk, and they rested Cooper Cronk. It wasn't even like he was injured and they had to make do. It's like he was cool, and they said we just don't need you. And it's not even like we're coming into finals. Yeah, like yeah. The super coach. He's super cunt, but man, mm. he can do it. Uh, Sam Vashore, 13. Billy Slater with more errors than Windows 95. <laughs> He's trying to play himself out of origin. He definitely turned himself around after that. After those, uh, that tweet for sure. Uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. Sort your underscores out. God damn it. Fantastic. Storm looked like they were losing it, but Cameron Smith is always uh, always has that final solution. Mm. Mad Dog underscore no space. Going to be some sour bags of dicks ingested in the Shire this week. Tough loss. Paul Hayden. If only Holmes wasn't concerned with AVO breaches and the crowd ejaculating on him, he might have run wide at the end. <laughs> speak of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speak of the devil. Special K online. <laughs> you know, I just don't like, I, I just don't feel like rugby league speaks to me anymore. What about the Swans win though? 88 to 42. What a team. <laughs> he's, uh, he's holidaying at the moment. He is. You know, the Greek islands at the moment, I believe. Yeah. Needs a better fucking travel agent. <laughs> I saw a photo we put out. Yep. And I couldn't tell the fucking difference between where he was and where we used to holiday at Kayama. <laughs> like, there were some fucking gorgeous spots in the Greek Isles. But the Zuzo. <laughs> the Greek, oh yeah. You know? I just feel like the Greek, you go to the Greek Isles and they're, and they're, and they're beautiful and everything, but I think if you're doing that, if you want to do an island thing... There's better, you know. Yeah. What I mean, it's better if you go over to Greece, then it's probably looking at more like historicals, you know, and, yeah. and, and tra- trudging through the ruins and Unless whatnot. Unless you go you know? to like Lesbos, well, yeah, that's just so you can tell the story. Yeah, exactly. So. My time on the island of Lesbos. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking saying Greek 
I bet there's not even a good fucking blowhole where he is. (laughs) Mitch Doyle 13, all jokes aside, Luke Lewis, for his age, is playing some of the best footy in the whole competition. Hashtag suck shit Penrith Panthers. Why? Won a premiership with him. He was busted at Penrith. Yeah. I'm just I'm just fucking reading the tweet. Don't don't like don't act like I'm I'm the one that said it. I know. I'm just I'm just reading what they're telling me. But you know, fuckers out there drinking the haterade. <laughs> We're happy for Louis. Yeah. yeah. Super Grover four. So the Sharks sook because they couldn't win against us without Cronk and McLean. All they won was a penalty count. Hashtag eat a bag of dicks. Mm. The mighty Manly Seagulls, uh, 18. Very, yes, very quickly. Yes. Flano's referee Smith comment. I like, I like that solution. I like that snark. You know he's come out and apologised? Yeah, he's a bitch move, man. Fuck, like, man. Just, just, pick, just say it. Fucking oath. Say it and let that shit marinate. Did he get fined? I don't think so. And I think he sort of maintained that, you know, he wasn't wrong, but he apologised anyway. That, like, yeah. ultimate fucking bitch move. Like, you know what? Ultimate. I, I want to be able to fucking respect my coach. And yeah. Flano's come out, oh yeah, I fucking, I, I bullshit to the players to get them to do things that I want them to do. And then he does this. Yeah. I mean, most the, the most unlikely and undeserving premiership. Like knowingly coach. having a fucking regime of drug taking in your club, <laughs> yep. I can forgive. If you're going to stick by things like calling Cameron Smith a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. You can't go back on that shit though. It just looks fucking... Great player. Kind of a bloke. Yeah. The Mighty Mellie Seagulls, 18, to destroy the Newcastle Knights, 14, mm. at Brookie. Uh, fucking, possibly the worst conditions I've ever seen. The great equaliser. Oh, my fucking yeah. life. Like, you know, like, sometimes when there's a game, or most of the time when there's a game and it's raining and the commentators are going, oh, it's bucketing down here, you can't actually see it. You can see their, their feet splashing when they're running, yeah. and when they when they hit the ground, and there's, like, you can see there's water on the field and stuff. But when you actually feel like you have to adjust your TV because it's fucking because there's so much shit on the screen from the yeah. rain, that's when you know it's absolute hell conditions to play in. And oh my god, the, the great equaliser indeed, uh, double to uh, to the killer Uate. Curtis Siren with a try as well. Uh, Matty Wright again. Matty Matty Ridge. Three out of three conversions. Mm. Uh, the Knights 14 came from tries to Jalen Feeney and Danny Levy and uh, Brock Lamb. Two of two conversions and a penalty goal. Big Brock Lamb fan. You are, you are, and this, and this, you know, this game was final. This, the conditions, fucking atrocious, and boy, they are the great equaliser. The Knights, like that first try, was just like the classic wet weather fucking lottery. It's like you kick it, and it stops dead, and it ricochets off a thing, and then someone's yeah. there, and then it stops, you know, it stops instead of going where it would, and then you know, someone's there on the spot, and you know, gets it. Still, Not, in, in the modern age, though, yeah, the greatest one of those I've ever seen. It was in the game where Gerald Yaoyi fucked his leg. Yeah, when. Broncos were over in... In Perth playing against Souths, was it? And it was fucking marketing down. Yeah. And there was a kick went through, and by all money... And it, it just fucking... Like, like, they booted it really hard, though, right? And yeah. it just went... And just, went, and just stopped. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> great. That's awesome, that shit. Um, uh, Manly's tries, I mean, obviously, absolute skill, and, you know, and silky passing skills, despite the conditions. And... Uh, Danny Levy's try for the Knights was a good try, though. I mean, he, he caught fucking Brenton Lawrence being a lazy cunt, turning his back on the yeah. attacking line, running back into the line, and he just pretty much just fucking followed him all the way back to the line, and they're only 10 metres out, so he was through at that point. I mean, just very, very fucking lazy play. Um, 
the, the manly forwards, I mean, the, the Knights, obviously, we, we'll get to the controversy, but the, the Knights had absolutely no right to, to win this game or even claim claim the chance to win this game. The manly forwards, led by like by Marty Kapow and, uh, and wife beating dead shit, just were absolutely fucking rolling through them mm. at will. Like, they were making so much ground. It was just insane. And the Knights weren't doing anything at all. I mean, Manly would roll out, roll from their, you know, their goal line and, you know, finish their set almost attacking. Newcastle would get quagmired at their fucking 20 and get a penalty to kick themselves down into range to try and do something. And that, as it was for the entire match, I mean, they're an absolute side of talentless fucks with nothing to offer the sport of rugby league. Now, <laughs> having said that, obviously... That second try for Uate, as satisfying and delicious as it was because it was Uate and they're paying half his salary. I mean, um, um, incredible failure in the refereeing ranks. I mean, there's nothing against Uate uh, or any of the players involved. I mean, it is what it is. But for the referee to have the ability and to have the referees wanting to check it and to go, no, it's all good, and like refusing that right and then just going, no, it's a try, that's fine if you're fucking sure. And maybe he was sure, but but you know what? Didn't look like something you're you could be sure, sure of. Yeah, yeah. You have the ability to. I I understand that we we often say that referees should have the balls to 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 make a call and stick to call, and that's great. But we live in an age of video replay as well, so you really yep. need to cover your ass because embarrassing mistakes like that. While I don't believe it costs the team the game in this in this situation, I do. I it's pro- hopefully. I mean, I haven't looked at the, the sheets for the referees, but I mean, hopefully, it's cost his old mate his fucking job for you, at least you, a week. Yeah, and look, you can't say one way or another because there's yeah. so many, you know, so um, so many variables that go. You know, that's it. They were leading. They were already leading by you know six or so at the, at, you know, at the time. It's a fairly un- unpopular opinion sometimes, but I'd say to people, I would prefer to be right. Yeah. In that situation, than quick. Yeah. I know people are saying, oh, you go up to the bunker and it's a thousand fucking reviews and it's bam and bam and bam and bam and bam I would rather every decision be right. Whatever that took. Yeah. And then people going on and, um, you know, oh, fucking, you can't look at it in super slow-mo. And, well, actually, super slow-mo doesn't change what happened. Exactly. You know, uh, there are some things you can't judge if you're looking at it frame by frame. Yep. And we do not want to get back to the days of, you know, the person came within three metres and so a bit of skin fell off them and touched the ball so that's yep. a try yep yep you know I'm happy with torso way- tries and whatnot. yeah I'm happy now with the way they're talking about control and having yep. a regain and yep. this that and the other yep but the text there even even stuff where and that wasn't one where there was a lot of looks required either yeah it was pretty fucking simple he was well within the sideline all they had to do was check grounding and this is the thing there are some things that they can overturn because like now they're sending shit to the bunker just to decide how to restart play yeah and that's not the bunker's remit. No. So let's fucking cut the shit and say, bunker, if you need to tell me how to restart just, just play, be, just be looking at shit all the time. And if, yes. you, and if we miss something, make sure you know pipe up. And if they've awarded a try, yep, be able to correct it. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of fucking pro sports. Fucking NFL awards a touchdown every time, and then they do the review. Yep. And then if they they'll take the points off the board yeah. if they if they need to. It's fucking archaic, but anyway. Yep. But yeah, I mean Newcastle absolutely fucking nothing to offer the sport of rugby league. I mean, just just atrocious. The conditions were a more viable opponent. I tell you what, for the they Seagulls just, and fucking the, than the Knights on this occasion. To to finish off, I would like to present you with a uh, a commemorative the boys were opening footy cards tonight. Oh yeah, and there are some very rare 
chase inserts. Okay. That you can get. Okay. Um, and so the Tommy T. Do you make up an effort face one? Inserts. Well, no. His regular card is uh, sad face. Okay. That he always has. Yeah. Um, this is the <laughs> the collectible special edition. It's actually uh, the on field prostate exam face. Oh fucking hell! That is. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Why would they fucking do that as a football card? That's amazing. I'll take so, a picture of it and fucking put it on and put it on Twitter. Throw, so, so throw that up so everyone can see. That's incredible. Like that's hilarious that they would put that as a, as a picture. No, it's not. When that's all you have to choose from, because that's what he looks like. In <laughs> no, that's like that. That frame. is the that is the absolute extreme example of what of what his face is capable of. I mean, that's like that that face. That's that's when that's when you're seeing like you know fucking Bob Fulton anal in your mother. Like he's walked in there and it's just like. Yeah, you know, it's like they they went in the cupboard yeah, and they, you know and, and they're making a baby and the baby came out like that. That's the face, absolute horror. That's fucking amazing. Your mama sure cares about your education, boy. <laughs> oh, your fucking... mama sure cares about you playing for Manly, boy. <laughs> oh, so good. Like, but you're listening. You're listening to to me talk about this card right now. But believe me when I say you've got no fucking idea how good it is. Like, no, none. Yeah. It's what 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 you're thinking right now. You're wrong. It's so much worse than that. It, imagine a cartoon where something is wedged so far up somebody's ass oh. that their eyes bug out of their head. That's what's happening there. It's his look. I mean, he's. It's like watching fucking. He's like he's watching Ghostbusters twenty sixteen or something. Like this is a fucking absolute horror. Erebus <laughs> chaos. Uh, God, you must suck to be paying the bloke who scores against you. <laughs> yep, that's what made it even tastier. Heavy underscore Nova. Oh. Fuck that shit. Last thing Knights need is to face a dick kiss team. <laughs> uh, Bethany underscore B underscore 97. The Knights were just hashtag so brave. Mm. Lynn Shields manly got the two points. Iwate got two tries and I got two collect. Happy days. And um, at Tyrone Prophet. They say playing Manly at Brookvale is like playing them with a 10 point start. It felt closer to six tonight. Oof. <laughs> The Brisbane Broncos 24 to feed the Rabbitohs 18 at Suncorp. Crowd of just over 30,500. Broncos 24 came from tries to Oates, Kahu, Gillett and Thiday. Kahu 3 or 4 conversions and a penalty goal. The Rabbits 18 came from tries to Goodwin, Burgess and Crichton. And Adam Reynolds 3 of 3 conversions. Mm. Um, sloppy opening to this one. You know, Both teams are obviously going at each other fairly hard. The, the last game they played ended in... Some controversy. Uh, yep. With yep. Milford knocking some on. Some tight games for these guys this season, actually. Yeah. Both of you. Um, Brisbane did well, though, back to a simpler style of football. You know, a lot's been spoken about about their throwing it around a bit more this year, leading yep. to a few more errors. Um, but their first try was just a very simple, crisp, fast, widespread. Yep. Two cutout passes, one from Milf. One from Darius, Oates is in the corner. Like it, it's such a simple play, but it was just executed very, very, very well. Yeah. Um, the the second try was just players backing up. You know, you have Sims hit the line and, and able to offload, and there's three options around him. And when you've yep. got a guy who's got three fucking options, he goes, oh, okay, well, fucking one of them's a playmaker, so I'll mm-hmm. just off to him, yep. and, and away we go. Um, South really needed to hit back quickly, and... The, the Reynolds bomb was their, their weapon of choice. It, it's almost gone from the game, I think, now with the the seven-tackle set for the, the yep. end goal mark. Yep. That high 
arching, attacking kick is almost gone because if you get it right, there's a chance for it. Um, we just need to be more accurate, and you need to, rather than sticking it just into the in-goal area, so if it comes down, someone puts a hand on it, yeah. now you need to land it in front just to, you know... Exactly. Just to mitigate um, against the other, yeah. The, the risk-reward isn't great on it. Yep. And, you know, fuck, Penrith built a... You know, what did they finish second in the on the ladder of the year when Luke Walsh yeah. was was putting them on dimes. Yep. And all anyone could fucking talk about was, oh, well, it's just from kicks. Yeah, it's, it's only kicks. score off kicks. It's yeah, kicks. They, they can only score off kicks. Um, fuck it, four points is four points. And I think Adam Reynolds is probably the best proponent of that in the game at the moment. I'm not a massive fan of kicking them out to wings. Yep. But if you can land them where he does... they got to be something, though. Either side of the upright. Yep. And put the outside backs in there jumping over fucking second rowers and, and five-eighths. Yep. You know, if, if that's what Souths need to do, that's fantastic. But they need to do something. Because they can't play the rest of the well, season just, with they, just they, they, played, they played a terrible first half of football, but fucking, I don't know what Madge said to them in half-time, but they came out, this fired-up, ridiculous fucking team. Yeah. And fucking all over the Broncos. I mean, you you, you feel certain that they would have you know, come over the top of them and, and end up beating yep. them. But uh, the Broncos just did enough to stop that momentum. And uh, once they did... They, they do, and, and Souths were all over them, but... Like, Burgess was, like, playing... He was, like, 2014 Burgess. Yep. Sam... Uh, the thing is, they had one line break all night. Yep. And their defence doesn't slide. It's a yep. fucking rusty screen door. <laughs> and Brisbane just took opportunity of it. it yep. They uh, took advantage of it. So, um, Souths can get as fired up as they want. But that's not going to win them games in yeah. the league. You know, Burgess can only do so much by by running at people. Yep. And you got to that stage where Brisbane went, oh, okay, well, fuck, they're going to play hard at us. Well, let, let's go right back at them. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, Erebus Chaos. Just because Hunt was a drop for you doesn't mean you have to go out and play like him. Hashtag fucking cunt. Which was referring, of course, to the fucking the dropped kickoff, Nicarima. which is just like yeah. the worst possible. Just with the narrative around Hunt being dropped and oh, everything. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you once again, though, Benji. It's becoming great again. It's, it's a big becoming. No, mm. mate, it's, it's, he's there. It's there. Mendoza one underscore Rod Mendoza. The only sad faces are South players when Farrah is wearing the nine. Hashtag can't stick to a game plan. Hashtag what a shit cunt. That's, uh, I think I think uh, Mr. Mendoza may be a uh, South fan with that kind of attitude. <laughs> the Warriors 34 defeat the Titans 12 at Hope Solo Coliseum in front of an alleged crowd of over 14,000 uh, Saturday afternoon, of course. And fuck me, the Titans are useless. Uh, Hoffman in his 300th game, right? Aishwood with a double, Mamalo, Tuvasa Shek, and Hingano all with tries. Uh, Isaac Luke, four of five conversions, and Hoffman got his like 300 game testimonial kick. It wasn't a fucking easy one either. It was like, it was, like 10 meters in from the right yeah. sideline. Like it was a pretty, like you give the you give you give old mate the kick when it's right in front, and it's like you know you score a runaway try at the end, and yeah, exactly. they brought it around under the sticks. Yep. That was a fucking hard like <laughs> that was a kick a lot of people would miss. Um, but he got it. Uh, the Titans' twelve came from tries to Elgie, uh, Hayne, Copley, and not a fucking conversion between them. Mm. Um, between them, meaning Taylor and Don. Fucking Gold Coast. Another home game. They, they can't beat the Warriors. All history points to it, and I hate looking at history and saying, "Oh, you know that's," but that doesn't take into account what's happening today. 
But here we are again, and it's what now yeah. is like 13-1 and one in the last 14 games. There is something to it. You, you can't say it all the time, but when there's a team like the Warriors that have been pretty much unchanged uh-huh. for a fair while yeah. in terms of their key players and how they play, you can definitely use that. Um, and it is like a home game like down there. I mean, fucking the, yeah. the Kiwis get out down the Gold Coast. Uh, what do the Titans do about injuries? Like, they finish the game... Yeah, twelve on the field, and and not for the, and well that that's the first time this season I believe. But I mean they've also they've finished games with you know two guys down, four guys down. Like you know they've had a yeah. number of games this season. Yeah. Look, I I don't know. I mean, Manly had some fucking terrible injuries in, in twenty fifteen. Well, yeah. Well, it's not a, it's not it's not old mate. Um, Ronnie. Yeah, it's not no. Ronnie. Because I mean, that's the first, that's the usual suspect, right? Yes. When it comes to massive injuries. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think we took the, the trainer they had like at the start of the Barrett era. Yeah, okay. Dan Ferris, I believe his he name come is. Come with Cardi. So yeah, yeah. So, hmm. so perhaps I mean I don't know what their injuries were like last year. I can't remember. Were they were they terrible? I don't I don't recall them being terrible. <laughs> like not like this. Oh, it just seems like every team has like it, this, well, L- there's a team each year. LG was gone for the year last year, so they yes. had they had like big injuries. Yeah, but this year it's just constant yeah. fucking revolution of people um, getting injured. Yep. You know, the, the injuries didn't help them. The fucking 11 penalties and six errors didn't help them. The, yeah. The real lack of any sort of, you know, and you talk a lot about effort in defence. Yep. That that just wasn't there for the Gold Coast. But they didn't have the effort in anything, though. I mean, like, yeah. this is not the team that beat the Storm. No. Only, like, a month ago. Exactly. Not even a month ago. You know? Like... You, you've got Hayne out there, and, and he scored a... A great solo try, yep. Yep. Um, but none of the Warriors' tries were typical Warriors' tries. They weren't that massive, sixty meter out, yep. you know, Johnson or, or whatever, creating everything. They were honestly all just really simple running plays against a constantly retreating defence. Yep. And it was almost like a couple of times it was just like. You know, there was there was one that Ashford scored. Where it was yep. just like sort of pass, just keep rolling forward, pass, pass. Oh fuck! I just need to fall down. I'm over the line. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you, two of us still can't defend, but fuck me, that try score was like some. Yeah. That was like back to that's some vintage shit. Like you know, he didn't yeah. teleport or anything, but just the speed and the ability to step and fend at the same time and just get himself clear and then put the yeah. put the hammer down. It was great to see. So, um, again, the the Warriors' stats in terms of of control and discipline, especially yep. in the wet. Yep. Uh, well, very good. Yeah, because the conditions weren't great up here on the weekend either, were they? No, no not at all. But the, the again, we you look at the Warriors, and I say a lot about Johnson. Yeah. What could have been? Yeah. You know, okay, well, did they get up for Hoffman's three hundred? Um, did they get up because they know they can beat the Gold Coast? What What is it? Yeah. But that that should be their baseline. Yeah. Like that sort of performance. Yep. That should be their baseline. Yep. And the Titans, when they were playing Manly um, around the middle of May, that that was a game where we were kind of like around sixth or seventh, and they were sort of around you know like eighth or whatever. And yeah. it was kind of like the, they were so close that it was like the winner sort of moves up or stays in the yeah. eight. And since then, now they're down there challenging for the fucking dregs, like yeah, thirteen, fourteen around there. So uh, not good. Uh, Astronauts, no fucking depth in these attacking runs. What happened to hitting the ball at speed? Flat-footed, lazy fucks. Mm. And uh, King. Levi's, don't know what left quicker, my voice or the Titans fans. <laughs> hashtag pray for foreign, and uh, hash over the line more than Proctor. 
and it was good to see uh see old Levi sending us his uh <laughs> his videos from the crowd and shit. <laughs> uh, the Penrith Panthers twenty four defeated the Raiders twenty out at uh, Carrington Park in um Bathurst. A crowd of just under 9,000, which is great out there. Uh, the Panthers, 24, came from tries to Moylan, Cleary, Harawira, Peachy. Cleary, 4 of 4 conversions. The Raiders, 20, came from tries to Rapana, a double to Kotrick and uh, BJ Leilua. Uh, Croker, 2 of 4 conversions. Mm. Oh, how nice they would have been. Yes, they would have been. <laughs> so, to be, to be fair, I felt like Penrith were fucking all over them. And uh, and really, half time was the best thing that could have happened to the Raiders. Uh, look, I felt like they yeah. were well on top, like well. I, th- on I top. think Penrith started much better. I thought Penrith were going to go on with it. Like I, I had, the, I felt like they were going on with it. Mm. Well, yep. not, yep. not to be though. You, you need to study more Penrith games. Well, like I understand that there's this historical feel like Penrith can yeah, go on. Yeah, with I it. mean, I'm watching as someone without any baggage. Yeah, who's just watching the game of football there's... between two teams, and I just I felt yeah. It, it was it was one of those games that Cam- Canberra's always had, and you know the, there was that that rivalry in in the nineties. Yep. Um, but they've always been a team that that's come and gotten us. Like they bumped us out of the finals last year, the the year before, or um, you know they were the ones that that wrecked us when when Sowie almost took us. Um, there was that year we finished second. And they got us. It was like, and they got you. That was out, out at Penrith, and I think it was the first week, and it was like, out at Penrith, and it was like a, it was a similar scoreline to this actually. It wasn't was it? like last week of the regular season. They got us, and then we had them first. Then week you had the first finals, week, yeah, and it was two weeks in a row. Um, both teams probably should do a lot of fucking hard work on ball control. Yep. Um, during the week, from Penrith's point of view, because that's the only one that fucking matters. Um, the running game was obviously great. The the kick and the kick chase is a little bit better. But there still doesn't seem to be that game management that I'm looking for. Yep. You know, you the, there's so much talent across that field. That that's fine. Yep. But I need Cleary to be stepping up more and controlling it. Moylan's gonna be a creative player and he's gonna score plenty of points and he's gonna get plenty of accolades. Yep. But Cleary's the one that's gonna get us out of shit. And he needs to be the one that stamps on. Well, no, when when we're here at this point in the game, down on points, yep. when we're not running on the fifth. Mm-hmm. I mean, a kick for position, fucking chase it. Yep. You know that that's that's what needs needs to be happening. At the end of the day, we had forty seven percent of possession and a sixty eight percent completion rate, and we didn't deserve to win that football game. Yep. There were plenty of things we did to put ourselves in a position to win. But every time we'd do something positive, it was compounded with silly penalties, with silly errors, with doing things that were, that were really uh, just unwise and unwarranted. Um, we were very fucking lucky that two players got sent off. Fair, it's fair to say that, that, that Canberra have forgotten how to win. Yeah, Canberra have forgotten how to win. Like massively. Um, but, you know, when 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 the the little fighty, slappy, yep. striking action yes. trade. Um, we were very fucking lucky yep. that both players were sent off because they yep. could have very well been a, well, no, hang on. You, yeah, you, you struck you, out. You're the instigator. And, and, yeah. and the second one was barely a striking action. Yeah, so yeah. Um, very happy that it was. The Canberra forwards don't punch anymore. 
they've got that fucking lumbering. Yeah. I'm gonna hit and spin. I'm and big, and it's gonna happen for me because I'm big. It's yeah. It's that yeah. like you know they're turning the shoulder and backing yep. in yep. and and stuff like that, and that's that's not gonna be effective for them. Um, for me, the point of this game came out. Matty Moylan, fucking fuck future immortal, current immortal, must have had some inspiration close at hand. Okay. On the sideline. Okay. Cheering for him. Yep. You know. But he got absolutely poleaxed by BJ. Yep. He got destroyed. It was fucking a car accident of a tackle yeah and I am so fucking pleased that he was still running at the line yeah well yeah it's it's the thing that's wrecked so many halves and Penrith have had them yeah you know yeah Luke Walsh and Jamie Soward and um what is it you you put a big hit on them at any stage in a game and and they're gone they're absolutely gone well, he had to keep doing it because that last try doesn't happen if he if he if he quits. Exactly. So so he doesn't go into his shell. He's still running at the line. He, he's putting his body in harm's way. Yep. For the glory of his team. And fucking camera should be fucking ashamed of themselves the way they stood and watched that last try happen. They literally stood and watched it happen. Yeah. There was no attempt to at tackle. So it just no. was like fucking look at that. Oh, yeah, there he goes. Yeah. Like, no. Um. There was one chaser in on Peachy. Yeah. So. Um, it's just unbelievable. But um, man, this this is this game is fucking broken, camera. Oh yeah, their fan base broken. Yep. Um, good mate of ours, Solzy, who does the uh, Green Machine podcast. They had they had uh, Shandor on the show a couple of weeks ago, so they're all friendly with Shandor. Anyway, they tweet. I think I think it was, it was probably Solzy that tweeted from the account, which is like fuck the you know. Fuck these useless this, cunts, you, fuck these useless yeah. cunts, you know? And, uh, and so, fuck me, the, the war, the, the civil war that's now broken out in, in Raiders fandom <sighs> with these fucking forums. I can't even say what they're called because I don't, I honestly don't know, but I'm assuming there's greenhouse and something and green this and fucking whatever. Uh. But, oh, mate, the fans are turning on each other. It's uh, uh, such a time of, it was such a time of promise Crisis, for, the, for, the, yeah. for the Canberra fan base, but now... It's just turned to ashes, you know, the, and they're not reacting well. The, there's plenty to be happy about in that Canberra team. Like, yep. you know, Rapana's just a fucking freak. Yeah. How good that Cotra kid. Yeah, amazing. You know, fucking... Either of those players would look fantastic put, in Manly. Put a blue jersey on him. Yep. Fantastic. But um, there, there's little things to tweak. Yeah. So, and as long as Ricky stops fucking cunting off about, you know, people trying to control the ruck. Yeah. When, when he's got people... Physically Worst grabbing offender. jerseys and moving markers out of the way. They make the mess and then they and they have the um, fucking then they have the gall to call in a messy play the ball. Get get back on you know putting some ticker back into your players. Yeah, exactly. So. Play play to the fucking end of the game. But Fuck. now now it feels like they're mentally fucked to the point where it's like they once that once the game got to got to a two point game that they they felt like they'd lost. Yes, you know what I mean. Like they, they they'd lost at that point, yeah. And it was just an, it was an inevitability for for the actual so, points to get scored on them. The talents there, yeah. Oh, fucking, well, we've seen what they can do. Yeah. But um, but these these people, you know, talking shit about Solzy's podcast too. You think it's like a dick? Because, yeah, you know, fuck he's off. Our, he's our boy, and don't don't make us fucking unleash. There has been no one stauncher in the support for the Raiders, and realistic fucking criticism. Yeah, 
oh this this fuck this business that that you know you that you're not a true fan if you criticize the club when they're ripe for criticism that shit is just fucking yeah. retarded yeah uh de niro ricky stewart is still the most overrated coach ever to grace an nrl or esl dressing room oof Rishay underscore Rishi looking forward to a three hour podcast entirely on the first minute and last two minutes of the second half it's pretty good hashtag Panthers undefeated mm-hmm. where's the asterisk in there sir uh, Jamie uh, with a number of underscores and a B I'm in this weird scenario where I've lost to both this week in league hosts in successive weeks bring back Glenn hashtag <laughs> <laughs> in decline the Cowboys 32 defeat the Eels 6 uh, up in Darwin a uh, crowd of almost 12,000 there the Cowboys 32 came a double to Felt Thurston Hess Winterstein with uh, tries uh, 4 or 5 conversions and 2 penalty goals for JT and uh, the Eels a try to Takarangi and a conversion to Gutho well Thurston imp- is returned in form then I miss this game. I was Fuck. in my refractory period. <laughs> Your refractory period? What time was it? 7.30 p.m.? <laughs> after, uh... After, after, after some... After uh, a, a soothing... Uh, uh, day... Like, day spa experience. Yes. One could say. Yes. So, no, after the Moylan thing, where I pretty much, like, ejaculated my intestines out of my urethra. That's how hard... You literally, it was like, it was like when you bang two dusters, the blackboard dusters together, you were just ejaculating this fucking dust. (laughs) No, it's like when you accidentally have your vacuum on reverse and you turn it on and just like the last bit from the last time you vacuum just goes. (laughs) (laughs) I call it the bizarro Dyson. Don't make me laugh. (laughs) This game is simple. The... The simplest thing to say is that Thurston came back and we talk about the Cowboys without Thurston and blah, 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 and, you know, they've had some good performances and some shitty ones. Then he just slotted back in the side and they just looked like fucking world beaters again to an extent that they hadn't looked pre his injury. Because remember, they weren't, like, necessarily killing people at the start of the season. They merely fucking drilled them at home. Yeah. This... But Thurston came back, and this was this was vintage fucking scary Cowboys. I mean, they were firing on all cylinders. Thurston just looked unstoppable. And um, if I was a Cowboys fan, goddamn, I'd be feeling better about my, my prognosis for the season. I mean, obviously, there's still an origin period to navigate. Yeah. But... Um, Tell you what, though. It's like, it's like getting pissed on a work night. Like, it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, you're having a good time, and there's some fucking laughs There's a price to be, to be paid. But every now and again, you get this fucking moment of clarity. It's like, oh, fuck. And, and you understand that tomorrow's <laughs> going to come. <laughs> but, uh, and the Eels, you know, reasonably good form of late, but fucking, mm. they were just hopeless. This Moses situation, though, this is going to go... I mean, like, the Eels recruitment... Look, I don't need to tell anybody that they've had some, they've had some fucking moments over the last couple of years. Yeah some clangers and not just in terms of like fraudulent shit just dumb fucking buys and you know like your Watmos and so on well let's go back but as this, far as fucking Carl Webb yeah well this this Moses thing though this looks real, I, I think this is gonna they're gonna look back on this as one of the worst fucking investments no. I mean cause they're paying him a lot of money they are and he is failing things on a junior rugby league level he is that have been clearly illustrated in numerous games for the West Tigers. They have. And the Eels somehow thought 
they need they need to get their fucking Tony Carroll. I mean, if it's going to be Bo Scott, the the motherfucker needs to. <clears throat> I think, and again, I I didn't see this game. In the last couple of games, Manu Mau, mm-hmm. I thought was trying to little buddy him. And he could, and he could be, he'd be a, a, a fantastic candidate for the role. But um, yeah, it. What is it? Do they? You know, is it a fear thing? Does Does he need to go back to the days of shoulder pads? Why don't players wear shoulder pads anymore? I don't know. I mean, I assume it's you know play like it's more ball play style of football now, and you don't want the restriction the. Because yeah, you had the big shoulder pads, like you know, in forwards and that, you know, you'd have they'd sort of strap around your upper arm no, as well. I, no, quite I know, restrictive, but, but I'm saying that you know, maybe in the last fucking twenty years, shoulder yeah, pad but shoulder, technology. But shoulder pads aren't going to make him fucking tackle, and they're not going to make him creative and do the fucking job he's employed to do. Well, I mean, let's be real; they, they were very, they would have been very clear about his defensive deficiencies when they were assessing him for signing on. That they probably knew. Look, we're gonna, have, no. we're, gonna, we're gonna have to little butt him, but he's not fucking doing anything attack either. And that is what that is something that they wanted out yeah, of this, you know. But it, terrible signing, um, and Look, he has the potential. He's, he's the bust signing of the year let so me play far. Play Moses, Moses advocate. Okay. Um, there is a situation where Norman's come back into that team. Yes. And beforehand, it was Norman's crew. Yep. And then for a couple of weeks while he was out, Moses got to you know, run the show. Yep. So now you got two fairly dominant halves. But was he running the show? He was there when Gutho was running shit. Uh, Gutho was doing shit. Moses <laughs> was the focal point of the attack for a couple of weeks. Oh, so, yeah, I just don't feel. I just don't feel like he was running it though, because I just don't. Yeah. I just know. I don't know if he can manage a game. That's the other thing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he's got it. No, not at all. But um, I, I think it's going to be a little while before there's even any. Signs of them being effective. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, mate, underscore 78, etc., etc. Thurston's back, bitches. Cows for Prems easily. Hashtag cows 2K17 Prems. Hash. Sit down, Moses. Voodoo Rock. Can't even be asked to try and tweet something witty this week in league after that one. Doesn't matter, mate. Your tears sustain us. Wally Frogmore. Was Thurston's performance in his return against the Eels like Billy's against the Knights? Standing up against a bum team? Perhaps. Ma underscore Aaron. It's handy for Parramatta being in Darwin. Ash halfway to Perth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we said that last week. Yeah. Uh, of all the teams to pick to take to Darwin for your match, yep. the Eels made a fucking mistake picking the Cowboys. You take Canberra to Darwin. Yeah. You go to Darwin, you take fucking Canberra. Um, take other, Melbourne. The other comment I saw with the amount of fucking Cowboys jerseys in the crowd. Yeah. It's probably what they would consider their close. You know, that's the team closest to us. I'm a rugby league fan in Darwin. And I don't have a team in Darwin. Exactly. I'm new to the rugby league. My kids picking a well, team. Especially because a lot of Darwin and you know, shout out. There's a, I know we have got a couple of listeners in Darwin. Yep. Um, one of them's a shit Broncos fan, Maddie. Fuck with, but um, you know why? It's full of expats. Yeah. You know, military or yep. You know, people working on on rigs or whatever. Yep. Yeah, silly move, para. The uh, Roosters 40 defeated the West Tigers 18 at Campbelltown, a crowd of touch over 10,000. The uh, Roosters 40 came from the tries to <laughs> Fingers McGee, double to Connor Watson, uh, double to Aidan Guerra, and a double to Mitchell Pearce. Six of seven conversions to Flash, and the Tigers 18 tries to Lolo Haya to Desco and Sue, and Lolo Haya three of three conversions. 
Um, anyone in the know at the Roosters, we were talking about this before the show, does Sniffy Dow's exodus save Michael Gordon's NRL career for another year? Is there a place for him out there on a, on a wing or something? Well, he was in the wing at Parramatta. Yeah. And, I mean, remember that that, that boss season he had at Penrith? I mean, yeah. that was on the wing too, wasn't Fucking it? Right. Yeah. Um, his goal kicking hasn't been, you know, as awesome as it was, but conversions I mean and and yeah as a, as a kicker that's you know there and does the job fairly well mm. you know fairly fairly comfortably that's and uh, fairly reliably so. I mean, it saves saves a lot of shakeups but yeah I don't know um quick stat like the yeah. the roosters yeah had 26 complete sets okay out of and scored 40 points from those 26 yep yeah, okay they had 17 incomplete sets. Yep. So the Tigers came up against a team to have a 60% completion rate, to lose their starting number nine, mm-hmm. to be absolutely butt-fucked in possession. Yep. And still had them put 40 points on them. Yeah. The thing about this game, though, is... That stat, I would love to see it measured out across the game because the Tigers was so in this game at halftime. But the reason why every single thing the Tigers did without exception came off the back of Roosters fuck-ups. Yes. Everything. Yes. And so at halftime, I'm thinking, if I'm the coach, I'm just going to say, just stop fucking up. Literally, the only thing these guys have got yes. is your fuck-ups. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing they've got going for The Roosters then tighten that up. I would imagine the majority of those 26 completed sets happened in the second half, mm-hmm. and the, the results speak for themselves, and they absolutely fucking pasted them. Again, the other thing was, and you know, I, I know we, we give a lot of shit to Tigers, but taking into account that they've got some new new people in their team running around... Even the stuff that did happen on the back of Roosters fuck ups. Yep. It wasn't like the 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 first try when Lolly went through was, was you know, he did well for himself and it was a good solo effort. Yep. The others were bullshit luck. So it's not even a situation where the Roosters dropped the ball or gave away penalties or gave them easy possession and the Tigers worked and created something yep. to score points. It was literally one of those fucking pinball ricochet moments where it's gone dung, 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 off four people. Yep. And the hand that managed to get to it first on the ground was a tiger's yeah. hand. Yep. You know? And you take those those tries as, as you know, as quickly as you take any others, but, um, geez, there's a bit of work to do out there. Uh, the... It seems like they've gone into full, you know, okay, we're buying all these dudes next year, so we're into full tank mode now. Well, you see, Watson's first try... Yep. ...came off the back of... Lateral Mitchell, literally standing still. Yeah. yeah. The amount of times you heard the expression, he strolled through. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking strolled. <laughs> like he's got a bit of pace on him. Yeah. But he sort of just walk, <laughs> walk, jog. Fuck! I'm I'm the other side of the defence now. Run. It was the weirdest try that I saw all round. Um, the. You know, we we all knew that Ivan was there to do a job, and it's going to take him a little while to to get some of the the old errors out. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that wasn't a positive display. No, not at all. Where are we? Aussie Chuck Bravo. There you have it, folks. The most decliniest decliners to ever decline. 
uh, when highway. Do, when do West play Canberra? Uh, I do not know. Okay. Uh, you can look it up while I'm talking. Uh, at Highway, we showed no respect for the opposition or the ball and still came up trumps. That's right. Everything that they did came from mistakes, particularly in the first half. Yep. Uh, rusty heart up. So at least the Tigs have a goal kicker now. It would be nice if he had more goes. Ash positives. Oof. Stuart Marler, the Roosters gave us plenty of chances. The team with top 14 aspirations should have taken advantage. Rishi underscore, or Rishi underscore Rishi. Cute that the Tigers in decline took an early lead so they could decline, not just at a macro level, but within an individual game. And finally, Monday, the Doggies 16 defeat the Dragons 2 at ANZ, a crowd of just over 24,000 in attendance. The Doggies tries to Morris J. Leisha and Montoya by two of three conversions. And uh, the Dragons, a solitary penalty goal to Gareth Widdop for their two. Fair to say this was a surprising result. Just to uh, close off, Canberra don't play Wests again. Unlucky. Mm. Unlucky. Ouch. Soft draw. (laughs) Hard draw. (laughs) Turgid draw. (laughs) (sighs) Much better defensive effort um, from the dogs this week. You know. Yeah, I I felt there was like I felt the dragons were really down on offense though too. Yeah, they were. They you know they they weren't world beaters throwing throwing the earth at them um but in attack the the dogs have been criticized for having few options or no points yep. or things like that and, and you know they they just barely got to double digits but little things that are a, a positive sign for them you know hopper's i think involving himself a little bit more effectively yep he's not just taking the ball as part of a backline movement yep He's been given it an open space after they've had their roll on for a little while. Um, and when he's playing like that, they they do have points in them. But like they've got uh, representative quality players around him and, and, you know, everyone's seen what, what he's capable of. But the other thing that I think Dogs fans can be fairly happy about in this one is they had that situation where they'd pretty much set up fucking tents on St George's goal line yeah and the Dragons just kept turning them away and turning them away and turning them away and turning them away you gotta remember when you're out there throwing shade at the dogs for having no points in them Uh they're not that team and the positive out of that the the silver lining is that they'll weather that well fuck okay we've just had a thousand sets in a row and we haven't come away with any points where is that completely head fuck a team like Penrith yeah the dogs are used to being in that arm wrestle. Yeah. So so it's very hard for an opposition defence to get a psychological win. Um, you know what? It's hard for an opposition defence to get a psychological win when you let Michael Leisha <laughs> look like the fucking yeah, god. Fucking god from, like, the thing, the thing about the dogs, the thing that I thought was their problem they couldn't score points is because it just... Everything is in slow motion service from dummy half. It's yeah. fucking incredible. But then he gets up in slow motion, picks up the ball, looks left, looks right, goes, oh, fuck, or right, I'll have a go, and just goes straight through and slides over. It was just an unbelievable thing yeah. to fucking witness. Yeah, the, the Dragons defense has definitely gone down two gears yeah. in what they were doing. Fuck, who knows what it is? Are they yeah. are they tired? Did they put so much energy into the, the beginning of the season to get to where they got to? Some would say it was the kiss um, of death that I put on them. Some would say that. Maybe, you know, Widdop signed his contract. 
Maybe. He's just yeah. like he's just eased off. He's got his cash. No more reason to perform. Um, you know the, the there's there's so much reactionary shit going on at the moment. People calling for people's fucking heads and shit like that. <laughs> Doggies fans take a leaf out of Tigers fans' books. They've already let the year go, and yeah. that if you need advice on how to say, just wait for next year. Ring your local Tigers fan <laughs> and ask them for advice on how to do it. Because you guys next year, you've got... Tigers are fucking... They're, they're, they're playing like they know something we don't know. Like that there's actually going to be a draft. Look, put it this way. If you need advice on positivity, yep. go to your Tigers fans. Because they're saying, oh, wait till next year, it'll be better. And they're getting fucking Bulldogs rejects. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, yeah, there's... Uh, Still a bit of work to be done. Life is a thigh day. I can finally stop my hunger strike now that Monday Night Football is back. Thanks for caring, Todd Iceberg. Uh, Bethany underscore B97. Bulldogs really got the rub of the Greenberg in this one. Hashtag ref's fault. <laughs> Hashtag Todd. Where's the ref's fault in this game? Fuck's sake. Turtle killer 197. Well, you definitely had the kiss of death. Damn Skippy. Uh, Maddie McP25. We're known as the Saints for our contributions to the needy, not just because it suits our geographical location. Mm. Uh, GT351 underscore Johns. Finally, they turned up and showed some ticker. Good to get a win and seeing future peptide muncher Dugan lose is gold. Uh, underscore JDHD. Dragons versus dogs, it was AIDS. No, not AIDS, that's too kind. Some sort of AIDS Ebola hybrid where you shit blood all day while dying. <laughs> and finally, yeah. Just Davies 90. Dragon showed up expecting the dogs to roll on their back and be tickled. They were surprised when they bit us. Fantastic dog In- analogy. Indeed. Once again, we welcome back our total package. Nat Sinclair for the Ask Nat segment. And I've no doubt at all that you, you're feeling ebullient and overjoyed at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it still hasn't worn off. <laughs> those, those wins are fantastic. Uh, oh, I'm not joking. Like, when I say it's been five years and there's nothing as much that feeling yet. You know, we've had good games, obviously, finals games that we've won, and, and that's yep. been amazing to cheer. But I've never, ever, 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 ever had that feeling like I did on Saturday night when... I just, I still can't get over it. Like, 78 yeah. minutes and, and 20 seconds. And, and, like, we're saying to the girls, um, we're talking about food because they're trying to go home. Um, and I was thinking, I wasn't sad because, you know, we played well. It was a good game. It was entertaining. I'm like, this is fine. You know, I can cop that. The Raiders are yeah. good sometimes. And then um, when they scored that last try, we were like, woohoo. Like, I wasn't, we weren't even excited. We were like, that's good. Like, a consolation try. Then I noticed Nathan was kicking it really quickly, and I was like, oh, bless their souls. Keep on and then the all end. of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, and then, like, at the end, and I, but I was like, you know, when you when you got to start the set all the way back, you know, on the other side of the field, it's, it's yeah. a bit hard. So I was thinking the best option we could get would be a penalty in front of the post and sure. goal go to God's point. Um, and then um, it just happened, and it was a blur. I didn't even know who scored the try until afterwards. We just, I just, it's, yeah. <laughs> So did you, I can't. Because yeah, I can't remember what you know what you guys did after. I mean, did, did, was it just like crazy, or did you go into like an organised thing, or could you do? We were meant thing? to go. Well, everyone got, everyone went into an organised like yep. dance 
everything except yeah. for me. So everyone else went there and, and like our, the girl, one of the girls was like, everyone get into the group except Nat, just have your moment. Because I was just sitting there like, I was like almost in tears. <laughs> you just like <laughs> I, like, I could not focus. <laughs> I literally was just, I couldn't get over it. And I just, I just, there was no part of me that was cohesive enough to form any sort of dance move together. So I just sat on the court, like on the ground, freaking out while everyone else danced. <laughs> So that's what the people of Bathurst witnessed of the Panthers cheerleaders. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I don't want to disparage Bathurst. I mean, it still would have been like a, a, an incredibly high level of cheerleading that they weren't used to seeing. Well, I said to them, oh, I said the girls, the girls are worried about the dance at the beginning. And I said, well, it's not like Bathurst people are going to say, you know, um, oh, the other girls that we saw were better because they haven't seen anyone else. So we had that massive well, like, event yeah, in which we were the only ones that well saw. And how well could Bathurst <laughs> cheerleaders dance anyway with Ugg boots on? Oh, mate, you'd need them, hey? It was so cold. At the beginning, it was okay, and then it just got really cold yeah. really quickly. Um, but it was well worth it for that. It was very, yeah, oh, it was we great. Were present for a number of wins, of like the same sort of thing, like the last second kind of thing. I remember yeah. there was a good one up in Brisbane um, with Manly versus the Broncos, yeah. and, and the Broncos fans were fucking giving it to us. Because you know, it looked like we were going to be yeah. losing, and then and Wolfman scored like yeah. in the last, like last play of the game to get you know to snatch the win. It was oh fantastic. my god! It's yeah, it's it's cra- like we've had a few like similar to that, but never to the point where we had to score yeah. two tries in that amount of time. Like that's when you think it's impossible. That was what was you know that's when you're like, no, that's not possible. When you've gone into the 78th minute and you've got two tries to go, um, you just think that's not going to happen. That doesn't even happen yeah. to like storm. Um, so. It does happen when you've got Matt Moylan in your team playing 5A. Well, so. like to just like sit back and watch. You can't sleep on us. Like they should know this. Have they not learned yeah, in the past four weeks? Like stood there and watched at the end there. Yeah, watched it happen. happen. No, no it was, it was funny. Um, okay, yeah. so first, the first thing is not a question. It's a comment from Wally Frogmore. He said, "I don't think that Nat needs to slow down. I just think everyone else needs to listen faster." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I say as well, like, yeah, it's, 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 not your, it's not your fault a lot of the time, too, because like, sometimes, like, you know, your connection just sort of buffers, and then when it unbuffers, it everything you've said in that, in that 10 second period just goes. Like, it crams in? Yeah. It's, it's not like you, I mean, yeah. you do speak quickly, but so do I. So, yeah. Not that extent. <laughs> if, we, if we were both if we were both super excited at, like, a game, I mean, if there was, so, like, I guess, like, New South Wales oh or something, like, you know, where we've got a common team, like, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be ridiculous. We'd just be. Yeah. Be like watching an episode of the Gilmore Girls. It would be. People talking so quickly. But, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> um, Mad Dog underscore no space. What did you say to Matt Moylan in the 77th minute? <laughs> I wish I could take credit that for this. That was the short pass. Is that, I mean, that, surely that's what you said, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I just said, line, you do you. You do your thing. Do what you've been doing the past couple of weeks. Like, off you go. I feel like he's just at the moment he's like refusing to lose. I feel like the rest of the team's like, oh yeah, we'll oh well, we'll take this one. He's like, no, no, you guys, we're going to win this game, and he has yeah. So you can like in the back of his head, um, he's like, he's, he, there's some sort of like innate like feeling of, of terror that Bryce Cartwright might might abort his stint at five eight. Oh, uh, is that even like? Is that, I'm sorry, Zach Hook. If that happens, Zach Hook, like. <laughs> That is that can't be a thing. <laughs> that cannot be a thing. They're on different yep. planets. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I made the egg council creeper. Is a, 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 I, I hate this guy. I hate this handle. I love the guy. I hate the handle. Yeah. Yeah. Underscore, yeah. underscore seventy eight underscore. Then the word underscore. 
find him if you find him if you <laughs> in honour of your hashtag partner we were talking about last week with um, Matt Neidhart from uh, WWE yeah you know, would you rather receive an RKO out of nowhere or have the pants mm. in this movie? I'd rather receive Yeah, and it didn't, it froze up. 
but you won't you won't have to use a tell strap. Don't yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you after we um, after we finish up. I'll tell you how to watch it. It's, e- it's easy. Okay, for awesome. It's just Sounds good. Sort of thing. But we we still want we okay, still want questions to hashtag ask Nat um, over the next couple of weeks while you're Please, away. Please. Uh, yes. Up till next week's questions, I guess you're going to be in LA. So, you know, if anyone's got any questions, yeah. rugby league slash LA slash whatever questions, you know, send them through, and uh, we'll hit yeah. them next week, uh, <laughs> either before or after you uh, hit the Big Apple. Mm, yep, right, that's so it. Enjoy your trip, safe travels, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank Bye. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, previews this week. Short and round, Origin affected as always at this time of year. The Friday night game, though, is the 8pm game, and it's the Rabbits versus the Titans down in Rabbitsville. And I think, honestly, I think if the Rabbits play as well as they did against the Broncos, and I'm not saying that was well, but if they play as well at that level, then I think they'll win this game easily. I think if... The Rabbitohs managed to put 13 players on the field as they did against the Broncos. They will win this game easily. Yeah, they don't need reserves. The, the Titan- Just run them for 80 minutes, everybody for 80. Titans are fucked. Yeah. They are absolutely broken and busted. They lose. So what have they got? They got Hay- okay, Hayne, Pete's and Wallace, their origin. They, then yeah. Elgie's injured. That's Robert's it. injured. Lawton injured. Zillman at fullback. Yep. John Oliver's returns on the wing. McQueen in- and Taylor in the... What the... F- McQueen in the halves, that's that's a throwback. Yep. And uh, but and Proctor, that's a return for Proctor, right? Yep. He's starting up front, okay. There's some, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, no. So Max King, that's the fucking most vanilla name to come through the NRL in quite some time. But, uh, yeah, look, the, Titan, the Titans, I can't possibly, I don't want to be the kiss of death guy, but I can't possibly see them winning this game yeah. under any circumstances. Including if Bain was to turn up and fucking blow up the fucking stadium and they just gave it to whoever was ahead on the scoreboard at the time. <laughs> Melbourne <Robbie> Storm. Farrow, <laughs> you're a cunt. <laughs> Melbourne Storm versus North Queensland Cowboys. Well, this is one of these marquee matchups that you just love to see outside of Origin time. However, we got it in Origin and so Slater, Cronk, Smith, Chambers, Glasby, all gone for the Storm. Um... I see nothing but positives. Which brings in Tottenham Apaya at fullback. Mm. Uh, Curtis Scott moves into the centres with Toru Harris. Uh, then we've got um, Slade Griffin at hooker. Uh, look, honestly... I, I see two teams normally full of cunts that are playing <laughs> without their cunts. <laughs> Obviously, JT, uh, you know, much much needed, but uh, he, he's gone. Cooper and Hessen, that, and that's that's the bigger blow too, yeah, because I mean, it. Cooper and I mean, Morgan and Thurston, yeah, that always happens, or you know, especially Thurston. But Cooper and Hess, uh, that's that's the problem. Uh, Linnett moving into the second row for this game, mm. and uh, okay, it's interest, interesting. Um, look, I feel that uh, down in Melbourne. And the fact that I just feel that Bellamy is better at moulding nobodies into into yeah. role playing, contributing team members. There, there would be something that Bellamy's doing all year in his fucking weird, yelly, screamy Miyagi way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the player goes, "Oh, you were preparing me for Origin time." It finally make it finally makes yeah. sense when it's fucking state of Origin time and Cameron Smith's not there and he's still telling the fucking wax on, wax off. Yeah, that's it. So. 
Sound the floor. Like all of a sudden, Bellamy like just screams out, "You fucking cunt!" And the player ducks, and in the act of ducking, catches a grubber. Or he like somehow comes out the other side of the line, and you know, yeah. and, and then he's ready. He's just got the fullback to beat, drawing past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just like, oh my god. Yes, he was right. Melbourne. Yeah. The Sharks take on the Tigers, reclaim Australia. Obviously, the Sharks very affected by Origin with um with Holmes, Bird, Maloney, Fafita, Graham. Um, Tigers also Woods and Tedesco. Tigers lose the yeah yeah their best two players I guess. Gain quotes. He's been named. Is he indefinite? It says that he has he's returning from injury. There so well, he's certainly been named, uh, and uh, that gets that gets. Uh, Little John out of the out of the squad entirely, like out of the seventeen entirely. Yeah. Uh, look, I can't really see a scenario when if the Sharks don't play too fucking stupid, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, against the Tigers again. You're talking about still having about Townsend, Lewis, Fecky. I'm not a massive fan of Brown. The I don't think Brown's the player that he's supposed to be, but Chad Townsend has been playing well ever since he blew Hugh Grant in a limo <laughs> he's been less than divine yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the rest of their back line is fine um, it's good to see Capewell get a you know an opportunity yep. um, Gallon will be there to you know I guess try and you know yeah. keep their heads on and that sort of thing Look, yeah I'll tell you what if, if you're saying an origin ravaged pack yep. includes you know, Tagatizzi Bakuya yeah. Lewis and Gallon yeah yeah Oh, sexy eyes into 14. But yeah, you're right. Look, I think I think the Sharks are still going to be too too drilled. I mean, the Tigers are, are, are tanking for whatever reason, and uh, I think they'll continue to do so. Yep. The Eels take on maybe the Dragons. get rid of their coach. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, it's getting, it's getting to that stage, really, isn't it? He looks tired. Five and out, really? He looks tired. Yeah. He does look a bit tired. Maybe he's an enforced holiday. Mm. Eels take on the Dragons. ANZ Stadium, Sunday afternoon match. The Eels, not affected in the least by State of Origin. No. We've got uh, Wife being scumbag, Cockhole, um, Arvar inside. Yep. Um, other than that, they're as per the side that got smashed the other week. And uh, the Dragons. They lose Frizzle and Dugs. Dugan and Frizzle and Nizzle. So Nightingale fullback, he's been there, done that before. Yep. Um, Fi-Fi Law in the wing, I mean, he's said, got plenty of games under his belt. Gets a fucking time machine every time he puts the number one jersey on. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then Tarek Sims comes in to replace Frizzle. I mean, so both sides are super unimpressive last week, but one side didn't get fucking absolutely beaten to a pulp. Yeah. So and, uh, and one side, so, one side's capability for a quick turnaround in form mm-hmm. and quick improvement in form is yep. greater than the others. Absolutely, so, dragons. dragons. And uh, the Broncos, Raiders, Doggies, Mighty Manly Seagulls, Knights, Panthers, Roosters, and Warriors with the bye. Fucking well done. that is full time for episode 259 thanks for listening everyone and uh thanks for getting on board with the memberships too this has been the probably the quickest pre-sale period uh and least left over that we've ever had so um it's made made for some very hard decisions on my part in terms of you know how many extra ones i grab and that sort of thing so uh it's a good problem to have um 
As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and we're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, share the post, hit the like button, that sort of thing. It's all great. Leave your comments in. If you're a Facebook person, you're a Twitter person, then by all means, leave your game comments and stuff in the thread underneath the episode, and uh, you know we'll get you on the show as well. It's not just a Twitter thing. Um, iTunes, one of the best ways to support the show, of course. And oh, they had the, the developers conference the other week for Apple, yeah. and one of the things that they are going to be releasing... Um, soon-ish, I think it's going to be third, maybe third quarter this year, so not too far away. Uh, more metrics and stuff for podcast producers. <laughs> so that Because at the moment, Apple provide nothing. It's all on, on, the, on the side of the place where you host it. They, they, can, yeah, you know, they measure nice. how many times it's been hit and stuff. But uh, this is, Apple's going to provide some, you know, some demographic stuff and things like that. But, um, you know, like anonymized, but, you know, still... You know, yeah. show some pretty graphs, which is, and you know, something's better than nothing, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, review this week, we've had a, a revamped review from Solzy Loving Families, five stars. This is a podcast full of brotherly betrayal. You caused me so much heartbreak and pain, Nate. I loved you, man. Jay goes all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll love me more after I fucking took his side in the great Canberra fan podcast forum war, um, as, as I always was going to. I mean. Fuck, yeah. Mid Souls, you go back years now. Um, also, you can listen to uh, listen to our show on on the Sportsmates League Live app, particularly if you're like an Android person, and we don't have to answer the question anymore about what's the best app to listen to uh, the podcast on Android because it's on League yeah. Live. Listen there, dudes. Supercoach, NZ underscore Magpie fifty four, Lucky Punks, Ebenezer Rascals, Dingmats, Junior Mints, Lamb of God, the Wendells, Reach Around, Robbo, Sismi Timbers, and Red Bull Raiders are the top. And just looking at the spread. Still pretty close, 500 from 1st to 10th. So, And the first couple of teams are very close, within like 300 points, a lot of them now tipping. Do you know what that's going to come down to? So that's going to come down to the person that has Matt Moylan as their captain for the rest of the year. I had him as my captain. I haven't, I haven't altered my team at all in about five weeks. They were fucking and I've had And I've had Moylan as captain for five weeks, and it finally fucking paid off for me last week or two. I think this week more than last week. I think he got a good score this week. Like last week too. It, like, yeah, it wasn't. I think it was good though. Like this week was like ninety six or something, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, tipping. Am I winning? Which we've established now is Lynn Lynn Shields, the I believe the reigning queen of of uh, Twill Nation, and uh, she's mm. on she's on top with seventy four tied a fucking log jam actually tied on top. We've got. Am I winning? So Lynn, TBI Dragons, Terry G, One-Eyed Tiger, and E underscore Rascals. Then one point back. We've got Kylie, Hammerhead Thrust Eagle, back in the mix. Heavy underscore Nova, Paraman, 1973, and JB. Hammerhead Thrust Eagle. Identify yourself, though. The fucking best name ever. Is that, uh, that... That was fantastic. Just those polar opposites. What is it, like, Kirsty? Yeah, Kylie. Kylie. Hammerhead Thrust Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Excellent. Best name. Like I, I wish you all, all the, all the best in winning because it would nothing would please me more than having someone called Hammerhead Thrust Eagle winning the tipping. And uh, yeah, identify yourself. Unless they're a, what are you about? They're Tell a Sharks fan that enjoys fucking manly. You know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, Matt Moylan is. Got through, got through the show. Fantastic. Apologise for my fucking voice and probably fucking brainless, more brainless than usual. <laughs> that's all right ratings means I'll probably fucking have it next week <laughs> well, if we're sitting a good meter and a half away and, you, and you're not to touch you haven't touched anything in the area so hopefully fingers crossed get some sanitizer before you fucking you know 
okay. <laughs> Before you eat anything. <laughs> That's it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.